Good day, mate. This is Nashimsworth, and you're listening to the BDA podcast. Thank you for joining us. Welcome to the BED podcast. You say BED? I said BD. Did I say it wrong? You said the bed podcast. Bed. Oh, fuck. What is this, like a, a R. Kelly, David Banner song? <laughs> hey, girl, welcome to the bed podcast. No, it's the BDE podcast. Oh, that's what I said. Um, we got a good one. Zach and I... We have pulled our knowledge together to give you something, some tips that I wish I knew when I was a youngster, a young whippersnapper, like when I was Zach's age. <laughs> and Zach wishes he knew some of the things when he was maybe 12 that he knew, yeah, knows now. Yeah, I agree. So <clears throat> I promise you, if you listen to this, you're going to learn some things. Yeah. You'll be better for it. If, I will say that if you are a really sensitive person, you probably shouldn't listen to this. Because I said some real insensitive things about certain are things. Are controversial in this one? I, I thought I was pretty controversial. Okay. So guys, enjoy the show. What are you trying to do? <laughs> trying to find that gay guy. Just trying to find the gay guy. He, turned, he turns... Naked bears into cartoons. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Zach is trying to have be turned into a cartoon as a naked bear. I love it. It's been a while since we it did feels this. Like it. it does, doesn't it? Well, everybody keeps canceling yeah. on us. I'm going to go ahead and tell all you people, when this shit blows up and we're a big deal, and y'all are like, can I come on? No. Absolutely not. No, you fucking cannot. We're having we're having fucking Talib on every fucking episode <laughs> when we blow up because he he's a day one. And those are important. Been a lot of shit that's been going on. Such as just there's a lot of shit. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of shit on the gram. On the gram. On the gram. What's going on on the gram? Andrew House mm. had his meat today. That's right. 2,200 pound total. Yep. That's fucking crazy. At 20 years old. Yeah. It's the youngest guy to do What was it. his deadlift? 835. So if he got an 835 deadlift, what do you... He got at least in the nines on a squat. I know he, I know he probably didn't bench five. He didn't bench five. No. Maybe four seventy five. Yeah, I know his last meet was four fifty one. So I'd say. F- so what's the math on that? What I'd say f- he probably did four eighty, because that's four eighty. Yeah. Let's see here. Just trying to figure out what Andrew House got because he won't post it. I hate when people do that. That's not correct. Here, 835 plus 475. Should have subtracted it from 2200. That's 
890 squat. That's feasible. For sure. So that's he probably did, what he got. He did, eight, he did 935 in training. So I uh, say 890s there. I think squat is one of the harder ones. I've noticed that with some people. My competition uh, lifts are always five pounds heavier than my my uh, max or gym PR. But people like Andrew House, they're like 30 pounds under his best training. That's be- I mean, you have to think about I understand the weights are different. Well, the weights are different, but when you're like that in a comfortable environment and shit, yeah. I mean, everything's tailored to you. I mean, he uh, he can take as long as he fucking wants. That's true. He doesn't have to worry about depth. That was that was a uh, Lily Bridge's excuse for missing that third squat. He didn't have enough time. He didn't have enough time. Yeah, I saw that. Eric Lily Bridge is honestly probably the most overrated great powerlifter ever. I can agree with that because it's like he didn't even come top three of big dogs. He's fourth. You know, not that I think I'm Eric Lily Bridge, <laughs> but I'm just saying like yeah. the aura around him. And then, like... Nobody even knows the, the top three other than Brandon Allen, but people know him as a strength guy. They know him as a fucking pothead from Vegas. And I like Brandon Allen. He's pretty fun. Oh, I love him, but I never thought he'd do... I never thought he'd beat Lilybridge. Oh, I did. You thought he'd beat Lilybridge oh, yeah. at Big Dogs? He's much bigger than Lilybridge. Yeah. He's His got bench is better. Oh, his bench is Lillibridge is bit if Lillibridge really does follow the Lillibridge method that he puts in his book for bench, that no wonder his bench isn't near like his other lifts. Yeah. Bench heavy every two weeks. Yeah. There's very little volume. Yeah. You can get away with that on squats and deadlift if you're an advanced lifter, but I mean at least once a week on bench. For bench, for heavy bench, I found that I need a a D load like every I can go like Two, probably three weeks heavy bench, like over say, say ninety percent, and then I I need to take that week off or I start yeah. to have problems. Usually, if I stay in that pattern, I'm pretty good. But for this meet that we're getting ready for, I'm going to go six straight weeks heavy. Yeah, of of over eighty five percent. Okay. So <clears throat> y- yesterday was the lightest bench day I'm going to have for the rest of the. Six weeks. What was it? Three? It was just four or five. Four or five. <clears throat> I haven't benched all week last week. The week before that, I didn't bench for the fuck. You're fucked. I'm probably not benching this week. It's over for it's you, my friend. Over. It's over. Sad case. I'm talk a little louder. It's a sad case. <laughs> you just want to tell everybody you pulling out? I'm not pulling out. You're just going to lose by quite a bit and just... I'll be graceful about it. I'd rather go over there and look like a fucking idiot. <clears throat> I'll pull out after all this shit. I'm I know doing. I'm not pulling out. I I'll literally I will die in the middle. I'll die doing the meet. Five hundred is gonna be the third attempt, whether it's there or not. <laughs> <laughs> I can fail four seventy as a second. We're putting five on. You're that just bitch. taking it for a ride. <laughs> We're taking that bitch just for in a case ride. God decides that day that he's gonna. <laughs> Grant his powers on you. Oh, just in case. Well, if you take, if you take um, some of Michael's Warlord, you might. Yeah, and those check drops. Check drops plus shit. Warlord. You're going to get 500. You probably would stand a chance. You're probably then going to immediately need a liver transplant. You're probably going to die of high blood pressure the next day. But you'll probably get 500. I probably will. Especially those check drops. 
you will need gyno surgery the next day. <laughs> the next day. When I took those check drops, that's the only thing I felt was my was, was estrogen. Really? It was high estrogen. When I when I took them, I felt like I took a low dose of Adderall. And then maybe three hours later, I felt my test crash and my estrogen spike. And I was like, this is depressing. Wow. This isn't for me. This isn't. This isn't it. This is not the move. This ain't it, Chief. This ain't it, Chief. <laughs> this ain't it, Chief. Oh fuck yeah! I'm. Uh, I just like the basics. Yeah. I don't know why people are like. Uh, I don't. Testing. Test is best. Yeah. I mean, I don't even like orals. I do three weeks out. I I don't know. I just. I can feel the the blood pressure shit, and it yeah. just it just makes. Makes me miserable. Feeling my blood pressure affects my sleep. That's a subject I wanted to touch on today was steroid side effects. <laughs> okay. You know, this is a pretty broad topic. It's, yeah, it's um, according to the news, some of the side effects from, and some of the doctors I've met, mm-hmm. some of the steroids of side effect, some of the side effects of steroids yeah. are uh, shrunken penis, mm-hmm. shrunken balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, titties, titties, man, titties. Um, decreased sex drive. That's a damn lie. Um, obviously enlargement of the heart, prostate. Um, what else? Enlargement of the prostate. You said. Yeah. Um, roid rage. That's that's real. Roid rage. What else? Death. Death. Instant yeah. death. I know a guy, the first time he ever did, he was going to do a test injection. He literally died right there. Right. Yeah. Instant death syndrome. Nothing to do with a bad injection. It's no it, air in the vein. It's doing just, steroids and heroin are very similar. Are they? You never know when. The, <laughs> you never know when it's your time. Actually, that's all completely bullshit. Yeah. I have never gotten roid rage. I've never gotten it. I think, if anything, it just makes you a little bit more annoyed. Maybe. But not enough to... Um, I, it does not affect your penis at all, as far as the size of it. No. Um, your penis might look slightly smaller because your legs are now bigger. Because <laughs> you put on extra muscle. Oh. But for me, it's just... Now it just kind of looks normal. Now everything just kind of fits together. Because before, it was, it was too big for my body. And I had to kind of grow into it. Right, that's right. Um, ask your mom. <laughs> and let's see what else. Um, ball size. That it's definitely that is definitely a, that's true. Thing. When yeah. you put in outside hormones, your your body is really good at um, homeostasis and keeping everything in check. So whenever you're putting outside hormones in your body, your body senses that, and through something called the negative feedback loop will tell your nuts to stop or reduce its production of testosterone. Yeah. Whether you're taking a pro-hormone, an injectable, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. So, obviously your balls might shrink. To to which degree, it's kind of dependent on the person and what you're yeah, taking. I'd agree. Um, what else? Instant death. I don't know one person that has ever died from steroids directly. I think However, you have, I, have multiple pre-existing conditions. Right. I will say this. I have never gone crazy. 
Yeah. I've never taken 1,500 megs of tests. Okay. I've never taken a gram of trend. I've never take. I've never went crazy. I've never stacked it with large amounts of growth hormone. You know, I haven't done any of that. My either. legit biggest fear is the internal effects long term. Your heart, the enlargement yeah. of the heart, muscle. That's. I'm sure that's real. That is real. That's real. But these people are extremely abusing it. Yeah. I mean, you could say that if you're taking it for anything but a health reason, it's abuse. People could say that, which that might be a little true, but that's like fucking ibuprofen. I mean, you know, so, but there's a difference between taking 500 megs of test and taking 2,500. Yeah, I agree. And especially when you're 40 years old, you're 330 pounds and your fucking heart just goes the fuck. I mean, what do you expect? Dallas McCarver, that's how he fucking died. At what, 26, 27 years old? How much shit was he taking to cause that? Imagine. I heard he choked on salad. No, he died of... uh, (laughs) I thought... So when he died, I thought that he... um, He might have choked or... I think he died while eating. Right, because I... Because I thought he took insulin. Yeah. And he didn't eat quick enough. Well, also, and his blood sugar dropped, and he basically blacked out while he was eating. I think I think that, or I don't know if it was an insulin thing or not, but I do know that when you run that high of gear, when you eat and your metabolism kicks in, you start to sweat. You start to get your body starts to heat up, and that could have done something to that never stroke. That never crossed my mind. I've never heard that my entire life. That you're. That's why right after you eat a big meal, you'll start to sweat. I guess I don't eat big enough meals for that. That's not. I guess. When you eat two pub subs, let me tell you. I guess I'm you're not sweating. A, I guess I'm not a man. <laughs> I, I thought you ate. Um, well, I'm bigger than you are. So. Uh, you said you're 255? I was this morning. I Probably around there. Probably within five pounds of you. I could get to 270 in a couple days. That's with fine. A, with a, uh, with a concentrated effort. I don't want to be that. I don't want to, though. Can't I can that. honestly say for the past few months, I don't want to be much bigger. No? I, I never thought I'd get to that point. You think you'll ever want to be heavier, like 308? No, never? Never. No. I, I could... No. I think if it meant me, if it meant me totaling... 2,500 pounds and then coming back down to 275, no, i just, do it. I just, no. I honestly don't want to be any bigger. I, I would be okay with being 275 and, and around, say, 12 to 15% body fat. Yep. Because that's pretty lean. Yeah. And that's, that's, lean that's big. That's lean as fuck for 275. Exactly. But I don't... It's about what I'm at right now. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, I just don't want to be much bigger. I don't. I don't like getting over two sixty. I can't breathe. My my frame wasn't meant to carry that kind of weight. Not yet. I mean, I'm sure I could hold two seventy five yeah. for for a month or two, but it would be miserable. I when I was two seventy ish, I really. I think not. I think neglecting cardio. Is part of the reason thing on me. why, like, 
it doesn't matter if I'm over say 250. If I don't do any kind of cardio, mm-hmm. I'm I might be breathing, you know, a little yeah. heavy. Mine was like I even like, if I'm lean, it yeah. doesn't really matter. I was pretty lean at I was 260, pretty lean, probably leaner than I am now, but I was running a bunch of shit. But I'd walk down the stairs in the morning, and I'd be like, "This is gonna be a long day." <laughs> I when I was two fifty in my my first meet, and and on stuff, I was actually in pretty good shape. Yeah, I was I was lean. Like I couldn't get below two fifty, because every That's right, you're trying to. Cut when I was when I would do bodybuilding, the first say four weeks of my diet, I would lose twenty twenty five pounds. Yeah, easy. And it just didn't happen this time. It's but I was pretty kind of a good thing. Yeah. Well, it means I'm not holding as much water. Because um, a lot of, you know, most of it's water yeah. in, in the first two weeks. But um, speaking about bodybuilding, I figured something out this week. Finally. For some reason in my head, I'm really... Change for me is really hard. I can agree with that. It's super hard for me. Especially anything that's going to make me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. I am the worst at it. And I finally realized that I cannot keep doing this bodybuilding and powerlifting thing simultaneously. Because my body has been wrecked for a year. Yeah. Constantly. And I went in the gym yesterday. I wrote... wrote my plan down, I have, I literally have the whole, my whole meat prep with like, just written down and I, I, so what I, what I would do is I would do like on heavy bench day, I would do chest after, yep. you know, I do four exercises for chest, you know, four sets each, like a bodybuilder, yeah. pretty heavy. And then say on, uh, you know, leg, uh, I would still do a back day. I'm still doing an arm. I just you cannot do that shit and be a power, and be when you're a bigger, stronger powerlifter. You just can't do that anymore. Your body can't handle it. Yeah. My body can't handle it. I slowly move my auxiliary lifts to the day. Like instead, of, I would usually have like a heavy bench day, and then I would have a chest day. Right. And I would do chest, you know, three days after the heavy bench, and do bodybuilding shit. Right. But I slowly start to move those lifts after the bench, and then that way I have another day of rest as I get closer to a peak. Right. So like now I'll only squat, bench, and deadlift, and then I have an upper back day. So what I switch to is really like your your fucking traditional powerlifting accessory shit. Like after heavy bench yesterday, I did. I did one chest exercise. I did uh, incline dumbbell. I went. I did it for four sets. Another thing is the way I used to do it is say I would do four sets. I had four sets I was supposed to do. I wouldn't start counting the sets till I got to almost my top weight. Too warmed up. Not even warmed up. Like say, say uh, the first sets seventies. We'll call it a fill set. I wouldn't count it. Yeah. Next sets hundreds. Probably wouldn't even count it. And then maybe I would do like 110 for 10. That's the first set I would count. Yeah. And then it would, you know, sometimes I might not even count till I get to my, my like, say, 130s to, like, my top weight. Yeah. And then 
You have four sets there. Four sets with that heavy ass weight to failure every set. Yeah. Your body's gonna fucking break. Yeah. It's just gonna yeah. happen. And for some reason, I couldn't get that through my fucking head that I cannot fucking mix this <laughs> shit anymore. And I think I'm gonna feel so much better because so after a heavy yeah. bench yesterday, I did my chest exercise. Then I did a back exercise. Yeah. I did dumbbell rows. I have I haven't done that since high school. Dumbbell rows? No, like uh, just back work. after chest. Yeah. I love doing. I I do lat pull downs three times a week. I've always kind of hated lat pull downs. They've always been really tough on my biceps. Yeah. I've always felt bicep pain. Do you do the? I don't do it super wide. But do you do the the handles facing in? The neutral grip. I guess that's what they No, I just do... If I'm going to do lat... Po- I prefer doing, like... I get a better... Underhand. S- okay. I get a better squeeze with neutral grip. Right. That makes sense. You ever used a a, uh, a mag grip? I don't even know what that is. Well, look it up. It's called a mag grip. A mag? Yeah. <clears throat> and they... They're pretty easy on the biceps, and they really... Do they swivel? Is that what that is? No, it's just like... It's, it's like a black attachment... There's like a, a, a one that's pretty short, not wide, and then there's like a medium width one, and there was a, there's a wide one. And they're, they're pretty easy on your biceps. You can turn them around and do underhand, or you can turn them the other way and do overhand. They're just, they're just easy on, like crunch has them. Okay. They're just easy on your biceps, and I get a really good squeeze. Yeah. And then I did, um, after the back exercise, I did... No, so before the back exercise, I actually did triceps. I I was just going to do one tricep exercise, but instead I was like, I'll just superset dips and rope extensions. So I superset of those. Felt pretty good. And then I did my back, and then I did uh, rear delts. What kind of sets of reps do you normally do on the tricep pull-downs? It kind of varies. So I'll go up every set. Yeah. I don't like to do less than... I don't like when I when it starts getting so heavy where I can't really get a good squeeze. Yeah, where well you're, you're kind of putting more shoulder. Into right it. when it's like a like a, you're legit like a whole body push down. That's yeah. when I kind of stop. That's like I know it's too heavy because with a rope extension, you really want to feel it and twist it yeah. out at the bottom. So I'll do probably eight is the minimum I'll do on that. Yeah, and I'll, I'll go to failure probably every set. Maybe not the first set, but after like I find you can go to failure on the little isolation stuff. Yeah. But going to failure on big compound lifts more than more than if you had to do it more than one set is just stupid on your body. Yeah. Because but I and I used to do it every fucking set. <clears throat> I usually do like eight sets of twenty five. Eight sets. Of eight 20? sets of twenty five. But I keep it at like one hundred thirty. Right. So the first four sets suck. I'll do like boring. one set of fifteen, a set of twelve, a set of twelve, and. Say a set of eight. I usually won't count those until I kind of get a little heavier because yeah. it because you kind of kind of you got to feel it. Out you got to yeah. What you did earlier, right? You yeah. got to kind of see where you're at. And dips, I couldn't find any I chains. Just go to failure. Yeah, I just go to failure. I've always been really good at dips. And then I did the back. I, I dumbbell rows have always been like probably one of my least favorite exercises because they're 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 fucking hard. Like, they're difficult. Yeah. I mean, you really got to work if you're doing it right, too. Um, so, I didn't go super heavy. I think I went up to 120s. 
but but really good squeezing reps for sets of ten. I did all, I did four sets, and then I did rear delts with cables. Yeah, and then I was done. So when I do upper body again, um, probably Monday or Tuesday, probably Monday, I'm gonna do overhead press standing, and then I'm gonna do kind of this the same thing I did Friday but just different exercises mm -hmm. and then instead of rear delts I'll probably do like side delts okay and then as far as my actual um main lifts go this this kind of peak and prep have been kind of weird for both of us absolutely this has been this, this has is, been most the most unprepared yeah this has I've been, been kind of like thrown together yeah so I kept doing that thing. I was like, oh, I got time. I got time. Right. I'll start later. So I had like all these things. I was like, I'm going to do like a, a traditional peak. I was like, this isn't going to work. Because my, like, my technique on deadlifts is completely shot for some reason. Yeah. When I hurt my hip. I haven't sumoed since Boss of Bosses. Yeah. And I've been doing conventional. And I've only gone up to 500. Right. So, you know, deadlifts are shit. Bench is, is fine. Squats. I've just now started squatting. And I don't know how much I squat. Yeah. So I got to kind of play that by ear. So I'm actually going to do what I was doing a few months ago is I'm going to do 531, like that paper you found. And um, I had no idea that was yours until I, I, I thought it was looking at the weights. I was like, all right, these are, there's no way this is actually Sean's because it ended at 475 for a single. I was like, Sean's not going to end. But it's not a single. So with the, I didn't read do you, Are you familiar with the five three one program? Yeah, but I didn't read it that much. I just I lit right. four seventy five times one. I was like, all right, this is, this can't be Sean. On what list? I, I think it was bench. And it probably was. Yeah. Well, no, it could have been four seventy five. That's too big. Was it? I don't. I don't know. But so the five three one four twenty is four twenty five. Right, and that was probably on like the three week. Probably I don't. So if you're not familiar with the five three one. It's in three week cycles, really four weeks if you can if you include the the quote unquote deload week is yeah. the fourth week. So the first week, you're you got your it has four main lifts. You can really do it with whatever exercises you want. But since I'm peaking for powerlifting, I'm going to pick the three main lifts and then I'm going to do another upper body. So I'm going to do standing overhead because I really like it. And I think it translates a lot into locking out a bench. I don't. I do. I always have yeah. felt that way. Um, so, and plus, it looks cool on Instagram. Larry Wills does Apparently it. Apparently, that's a shit. Kevin, it's in style that. right yeah. now. One, wait, I once one trend I'm not going to jump into is one arm deadlifts because that's called tear your shit city. Mm -hmm. I will, even though I don't even think I can tear my biceps because they're so loose already. I know that I will fucking hurt myself. I'll tear my shoulder. I want to come back to this trend thing after your trend. Trend. Oh, trend. okay. So five, three, one, four week cycle. You got your, your your squat, bench, deadlift, overhead press. I'm also only going to train four days a week now. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna do. Okay. I used to train fucking six days a week, hard and heavy. Kills you. That's fine when you're not as big and strong. When you're big and strong, you need those heavy weights. Your, you your joints things. aren't getting bigger. Like, your joints don't get bigger. No. No. If anything, they get worse. So, 
obviously, like when I didn't, I didn't understand this concept when I was nineteen. By the time I was twenty, I was beginning to feel the pain already. Yep. You see these huge guys; they're fucking joints, man. They're Ray Williams. His goddamn knee is the size of my waist. So five, three, one. First week, your top set on the exercise will be it will be eighty five percent, and the max you use for the cycle is you'll use ninety percent of your one rep max. That's called your training max. Your ninety percent. You'll use ninety percent of your actual max as your hundred percent for training. as your as your number for the actual training. Where you'll get your numbers from. So the first week, we'll call it the five week, you're working up, your top set is gonna be a set of five of squat bench or deadlift, but it's really an AMRAP. So you get to rep PR every single week with different weights. Okay. Now, it's the reason I like to say AMRAP sometimes is because that means you're like going to all out failure no matter the form. Yeah. That's not how it is. Yeah. The form you breaks do. down, you're done. So, like, when I benched on Friday yesterday, I probably could have got a couple more shitty ones, but my, I felt my form start to go a little bit, so I racked this at six. What'd you, six? Four, yeah. five, or six? Yeah. But I racked it. I could probably got to get some shitty one. I could probably could have got a shitty one. See Larry Wills, 405 for 22. Fuck Larry Wills. <laughs> so you're doing it for, for, for 85%. For the five, the next week you're working up to a set of three, and then the final week it's really a single, but it's really you're gonna do it more, especially your first. So you get at least one. Yeah, but minimum, you should get at least two or three. When I did it the first time I ever did it, like the five week, I got like eight. I was pretty conservative with my numbers on purpose, so. And then the three week I got like five, and then the one week I got like three or four. Yeah. So yeah, sounds pretty good. I it just it's just it's but then a, you end you end at a weight with three or four reps going into a meet. No, so or so go we we got actual single. We got six weeks. Yeah. So on then, week on week five, six weeks to the meet means you got like right, five I've, training right. Weeks. Well, I've got to kind of I can't I've got to somehow f- squeeze a couple more workouts in without a full week in between them. Since we have earlier than right, since we are six weeks away today, yeah. So you got five training weeks, right? So um, I should be fine with a week off. I don't need like two weeks rest or anything. Not for not for anything. No, I I say max ten. days. I think like deadlift and squat maybe ten days, bench a week. I like to I like to I just do my openers ten days. I I do. I, I usually did my opener. I did my openers like a week out. So really, it's just where my schedule is. But if you do it Friday, and then you compete on a Sunday, that's ten days. Yeah, nine days. I'll figure it out. So I'm gonna do two back-to-back three-week cycles. Yeah. And then when I start the the new cycle on the fourth week, I'm gonna up my numbers to ten pounds each. So like. That's what I'll do. Yeah. And then the last heavy day, I'm, I'll probably work up to a heavy, like a real heavy single. With something I know I can get, I'm not going to like max out, but it'll be, it'll be heavier than that 
90, 95% that it recommends. Yeah. So, I mean, as of right now, I know I don't have 500 in me. No. With six weeks of, tra- five more weeks of training, um, I might. I mean, I feel pretty, I feel really healthy right now. I don't. I That's do. the reason I don't feel like I have 500. I don't, I feel, I feel like I can't train. Yeah. Um, I know, I know I got 450 in me. I, I did it for a double before my pecs started to fuck me. So, I know I'm not far off. I mean, everybody should have a double with 450, you know. You're not even a power lifter if you can't yeah, do that. I agree. There goes everybody that's listening to this problem. <laughs> Everybody's just clicking. Fuck off. these guys. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing. Five, three, one. I really like it. just takes a lot of the stress out of my mind. Yeah. Because it's just simple. I don't have to. There's not a lot of interpretation. You know, it's just. Do you think you should be able to pin press more than you bench? Or pin? Pin press. Like a, a legit, like, six-inch pin press. A six-inch pin press? From, from the chest, after an arch. Starting at the bottom? Yeah. You think it should be more than you bench or less? I think it's going to be dependent on the person, but... If you're more tricep dominant or... Yeah, tricep. I mean, I'm more tricep dominant. I'd say I am too. I don't know that I could do I more. I, I don't think I could. I did 440 for six. That was everything I had right. to get. I saw J- Jeremy Hoonstra. Mm-hmm. He did like a like a maybe like a two inch pin press. Yeah. With like an absurd amount of weight. It was more weight than he could bench. But it was only like two inches. Yeah. It was like a, it was really just like a final lockout type deal. Yeah. Not like a not <clears throat> like a pin press from your arms are right above parallel or something. What's that bench guy, Oren Smith? Yeah. Do you see his 550 for yeah. a fucking 30-second pause? Yeah. God damn. That guy, he's thick as fuck. You haven't seen him in person. I can I've, imagine. I stood next to him. How tall is he? Short of me. Those fucking short, thick he's, guys, man. He, he's, he's like... He's like if you put Troy and Skinny Zack together. It's damn. like that width. This, the 5'4 height. Did you see that WRPF seven to meet in Iceland? The uh, Thor's power. I was gym? just gonna ask you. And what Kirill you... is competing bench I, only. I sent that to you. That's fucking crazy. What, I want to go to fucking Iceland. What do you think? Not seven hundred. What do you think, Thor? Thor. Total? Is he doing full power? Yeah. Because I, I didn't first, read that. It's his first full power meet. <laughs> That's crazy. He he squatted nine seventy. Oh minutes. god, his he, his squat and deadlift is outrageous. Get the he, fuck out. I, he probably won't bench more than five fifty. I don't think he can bench more than five fifty. I don't think so either. Based off his training numbers, but he also doesn't train for it. He does. Tra- he does do some flat bench and he does incline barbell, but it's not like his squat and deadlift. I mean, most great guys, their squat and deadlifts are like flat on another flat. level, yeah. and like. For us, we're like moderate. Our benches are like pretty good, you know. But we don't have like. I mean, there's some guys like who they they fucking might bench 500, but then they got like a 900 squat or deadlift. I mean, that's really where the numbers come from in powerlifting. Yeah. In case you didn't know that, people listening. I'd say there's point zero zero three percent 
of powerlifters that their main number is a bench, and it would be I don't anyone that competes full power. Anyone. There's no way. Well, you can you can name them. James Strickland. He, what, his opening numbers were 640, 600, and 670. I, but his bench isn't bigger than his other two lifts. No, but it's it's far more God, impressive. Boy. Far more impressive. It's 600 a, pound bench. To, to me, it's impressive that he is able to do what he like did what, do what he did. Yeah. Well, he's. I think that was his first full power at Boston. I believe so. And so he got a seven hundred pound up or eight hundred. What was it? It's seven forty. Yeah. He opened at six seventy. I mean, he's not. He's not like in another light year from us. No, but his bench is. But his bench is well. I mean, that's what he's done. Yeah. That's what he's known for. My my bench has been really stuck for a long time. I outbenched um, Andrew Herbert. Do you squat 900 pounds? No, I don't think you do. <laughs> hey, we're not talking about that. You, Her, Her, Herbie the Love Bug, that's his Instagram <laughs> I know, name. I know. He's, he, is, oh. he trains at Dan Green's gym. I know. They've been good friends for a while. Yeah, he's fucking crazy. My mom trains at that gym. She R- sees him really? all the time. Apparently, he's the nicest guy. He, he seems like a real he's nice the nicest guy. nicest guy. He wrestled in college. Yeah. He looks like a wrestler. He does. Well, you can tell because his ears. Yeah. Those fucked up ears. Cauliflower ears. But the good thing, what I'm actually excited about 531 is when I do an off-season, I can, like, you can cycle through lifts. Yeah. Like, if you're in an off-season, you can do a three, a four-week cycle with, like, deficits yeah. or front squats. I never even thought about it like that. I mean, it's it really is a really and it's it's a it's mentally it's a mentally rewarding program style because you are rep pring, yeah, and you're not gonna fucking kill yourself. Now to add volume, say on bench, what it is is like after my my heavy set, it's three sets of five. Okay. The first week, the five week, it's like seventy, I think seventy five percent. And then the next week, it's still three three sets of five, and it's eighty percent. Then the third week, it's still three sets of five, and it's eighty five percent. So it goes up, yeah. but that that just gives you some volume. So it's not going to kill you. No. What? Yeah. The last one I was going to say. And another good thing about it, especially you know someone like me who's having technique problems on deadlifts. If you've got a technique problem on deadlifts compared to squat and bench, like you you might be a seven hundred pound deadlifter, but if your technique is super off and something's really fucking wrong that day, you might not even be able to get six hundred off the fucking ground. No, absolutely. If you're benching and you are a five hundred bencher and you unrack four hundred five, there's no way really you're not gonna do it. Same thing with squats. Everything has to go wrong for you to miss. Right. Same thing with squats. You're gonna do it. Yeah. I mean or. But with deadlifts, I mean... Such a technical... It is the most technical lift, and it's not like your life is depending on it. Like on yeah, squats and bench, your life is depending on it. <laughs> like deadlifts, it's like, you know... So, like, the good thing is, even on the, the heavy, the one week, the 95% week, you should... Even if your technique is really fucked up, you should still be able to get at least one. Yeah. Because you're not even, number one, you're not using your true, true max strength. You're using your training max. And that's an important concept of it. Yeah. So, that's another thing I really like about it. Yeah, speaking of technique, I can't, 
I can't fucking conventional deadlift worth a fuck. I get I, I get couldn't, f- I couldn't sumo. I get I three quarters to. of the way up and then my legs are straight and it's all over back. I I can't bring it back into me. I've tr- I've tried. It, technique wise, everything looks great to four oh five. Put another plate on and it, everything goes to shit. Everything goes to shit. I think the best thing for that is just starting light and slowly working your way that's what, up. That's what I did the other day. I, I literally didn't go like over four over or five. weeks. Yeah. 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 Like I, I didn't even go. That's kind of what I'm doing to yeah. kind of retrain my body. Because when I hurt my hip, for some reason, I, my body forgot how to deadlift. Yeah. I've never experienced this before, but I know I know I can I could still sumo six right now. Yeah, I but every sumo. every every time I sumo the day after, my groin, yeah. you know, down in my knee, it's inflammated, it hurts like a motherfucker. With my hip I couldn't sumo. Yeah. I would I mean I, I don't squat super narrow. Like I squatted with skinnies at yeah. on Wednesday. I got stuck safety bar box squatting. Did you get stuck on the box? I got stuck on the box. Well I sat down, you you're kinda of just supposed to touch and go. I had six seventy five. I I used to touch and go, and the last cycle I did of safety bar box squats, I would like, I would sit down and actually like yes. let the weight go all settle. the way right and settle, and then get back up. Well, I was doing six seventy five wider, kind of like in my sumo stance, right? And the box was too far under me, so as soon as I started to go down, it was it was hitting my yeah. like almost the back of my knees. So I was like, well, that doesn't count. I got to touch with my ass. So, but by the time I did that, I was already sitting all the way down. What'd you do with it? I couldn't bail. Skinny Zach was behind me, but it took, it took everything we both had to get that bitch up. You know, you should have had there. Michael. Yeah. Well, Michael would have just thrown the weight off me. Well, Michael, Michael just curled me up. Yeah. Well, it wasn't 675. That was it. It was like six, low sixes. Was it six? Well, low sixes. I also wasn't wearing a belt or anything like that because I was like, it's a box. Nobody cares. Nobody, yeah. Well, I don't ever wear a belt when I deadlift and you do, so. Not, not for soon. Real men shouldn't wear belts when they deadlift. Is that right? No, that's not right, actually. <laughs> There's a lot of guys. <laughs> I can only one I real cannot man. deadlift with a belt, though. Really? I've tried. Uh, the, the, the fatter people. The do. second I took my belt off when I deadlifted it was it was on accident like I forgot my belt actually yeah and I PR'd instantly that day on fucking deficits I know I pulled I know no one gives a shit but I pulled 630 for 5 beltless sumo that's the most I've ever done beltless yeah I did um and then the next week I tried 675 conventional beltless is my all time deadlift PR I've never done that. And I have no idea. I've done 675, but with a belt. But was, and sumo. Yeah, it was sumo. So it doesn't count. Not really. It's like half. I really did 350. It's like 0.9 of what it really is. You know what? I kind of hate when people say that, and then they, they well, all right, well, if it's cheating, why don't you do it? And then they can't pull five. I, I, I could not pull sumo. Like, it's not just like, I don't want to do it. I physically can't. Like, yeah. my hips Some people are just dislocate. Yeah. But, um, I think unless you have like an injury and you can't do it because of mobility or flexibility purposes, you're just a wiener. And if yeah. you really say that, like, 
people like, say yeah. about Yuri. Oh, all he's got is the deadlift. Motherfucker bench is five fifty. He he squatted eight eighty one. Yeah, so shut the fuck his, up. On his second attempt, you don't know what you're talking about. He's he's a nine hundred pound squatter. He's a fucking animal. Can you imagine if he squatted nine and pulled a thousand? Fuck what his bench is. Can you imagine if he squatted nine and pulled a thousand? But he still benches like five fifty at two forty two. It shits in you as he, he benches 570. That's... I don't think he'll ever bench 570 at 242. Why not? Actually, with Gary, I really yeah, don't you, know. You can't even say. Well, Dr. Deadlift. But he's two, his, he's like 211, and he's benching upper fours. And he still squats quite a bit. Yeah. Hey, I know... He's got long-ass legs. This is what pissed me off. The boss boss, boss is four. I squatted 639 with rap. The guy in so I squatted six thirty nine in wraps at Boss Boss's four, and Doctor Deadlift weighing two eleven squatted six thirty nine in sleeves, and then pulled nine yeah. twenty whatever seven. Powerlifting is a weird thing. It is because you you. I you mean, can't there is judge. no. Du- yes, there is a correlation between muscle size and strength, but then you have those oddballs. But it's like. Powerlifting truly is it's it's technique and it's like yeah. you know it's it you can't win with just sheer force. No, you just can't. I'd say not. Miss, so do you think Dan Green is still relevant? I think Dan Green is relevant. Because not as a coach, but as a lifter. As a lifter, he's he was hurt. Yeah, no, for he's sure. He's coming back. Yeah. Um, I think he'll he'll compete again. I mean, how old is he? He's young. He's like thirty. Okay, thirty four. I would say men really don't reach their peaks till their late thirties, as far as powerlifting goes, if they stay healthy. I'd say he's still strong. I just don't know that he's torn his quad what four times. His bicep. He's had hammy surgery. I think the hammy surgery is probably the worst one. Yeah, torn biceps. It's over. He's he's like it's never happened. He's like, I, I act like it never happened. Yeah, I mean, you can get over a torn bicep, quad. Michael. <laughs> that bitch not even fucked a complete, his whole life. Not even a complete tear either. Not even needed surgery. With Michael? No. Yeah, no. I was under the impression he had surgery. Oh, no. It was just like a... a and uh, it derailed his life. He went from 270. No, that was... He weighed two, He When he says he weighed 270, that was like... 2013. Do you believe like he was before I, I believe he may have been. Really? I believe he was a watery, bloated. butt sack, bloated <laughs> 270 probably. Okay. That it was, he was inflated because of what he was taking. Yeah. Now, I've never taken something and gotten just blown up. No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be he honest. Claim, he claims to gain 40 pounds in a month. Right. Of, of 39 pounds of water. And then he literally almost died at the end of that and then lost all the weight. He didn't tell me that part. Yeah. Sometimes it's forgotten. <laughs> I have never taken anything no. and just blown up. I did, but that was a pro-hormone when I was 16. How about your age? Yeah. I was also right there at puberty. Right. So, so I, I was 230 
before I ever took anything. And I never blew up. My, I was already going in such like an upward direction at that time. Yeah, I, I probably was too. I, I it don't. It really did not make that big of an impact on me. I think mentally is the biggest thing it did. It made me just want to do everything to the T as yeah. good as I could. And that's. But as far as physically, I mean, I was. I I really. It wasn't like necessary. Yeah. Like I honestly I as far as powerlifting goes, I know I could I would I could probably be the same place I am now, naturally. Think so? Probably. I wouldn't be as muscular, I don't think. Yeah. Um but yeah. I, I was putting on muscle re- pretty good naturally. I have no idea where I would be naturally. Because I I was I think I was gym bro lifting yeah. previously, and then it was like as soon as I transitioned to powerlifting, like two weeks into it, I started my first cycle, which is not the thing to do, by the way. And you were how old? 18. Okay. When I started. And and I, was, I, also, I, was, the, I was 19. The first program I ever ran was also the Russian program. So I did that. On top of my first cycle. Was it like the Russian peaking program? It was. Like the same one that I did for my first meet. Like I had it starts really off with like, it's like four sets of five, then it's five sets of five, six sets of five, and then it's like four sets of four, three sets of three, two sets of two. I'll pull it up here in a minute. It's uh, it's quite the shit. Is, is, is that the one it is? Because I did that. I don't, I don't exactly remember it's, Two years ago, but it, the first like two, I remember it was like eighty five percent for three squat, and then ninety percent bench for five, and then the next day you would deadlift ninety percent and then bench eighty five percent. Right. This program was a three day a week program. It was bench. You do everything. Like it, it was day. bench, squat Monday and Friday, and then Wednesday was deadlifts. I never. Did the second day of each? I'd only do once a week. But um, I remember we followed it to a T for a second there. The first three weeks of the one I did was like the it was like fives. Okay. It was like four sets of five, and it was probably like eighty five percent. Yeah, kind of sounds like right. four sets of five. Then it was five sets of five, six sets of five, and then and then the the volume started to taper down. Yeah. But that last week of fives fucking were hard as fuck. It worked though. Yeah. No, for yeah. You could sure. stay alive. And when I did this, it was I was still doing a fuck ton of bodybuilding accessories. I still have videos of me squatting four fifty five for a single in wraps. I've come a long damn way, but it's funny you look at your progress. You're like, wow, I, wouldn't, I did pretty damn good these past two years. And then you look at someone else's progress, and they did double your shit in half the time. You can't like, compare them. But I feel like if you don't, then you'll stay relevant. No. Who, who cares about being relevant? Like, nothing, nothing you can do. Your quest to be relevant, there's nothing. It's not going to add anything. That's not a quest. You're already doing everything you can. I don't yeah. think that's true, though. 
There, there. I think the problem. There's problem. When, there are things you might could have done different, but maybe they weren't the things you thought. That's true. Like for me, the answer was always do more. <laughs> Sometimes it's do less. And it, exactly, yeah. do more has caused me to be. I've literally been in pain and uncomfortable for two straight years. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think. Like, for example, going into Boss of Bosses, I think instead of trying to do that 700-pound squat two weeks before the meet, I think had I just stuck to the fucking program. Stick to the fucking program. And done a 680 for a double. Maybe you wouldn't hurt yourself. Maybe I would have. Maybe I would have had a. How big of a jump did you make to get to 700? I couldn't tell you. Six, uh, 665 to 7. So 40. So 35. That's pretty big. Not huge, but it's pretty big. No, it's a decent jump, but I mean, I, I that's a problem. When I was getting ready for that fucking nationals meet, because I hadn't squatted, so I didn't know what my squat was. Here's what my program was: first week I did like fucking four oh five, easy. Then I jumped to four fifty five. Then I went to like five oh five. Then I was doing five fifty five, and that was fucking easy. That's when I fell actually at five fifty five. Then the next week. I was going. I did six oh five, and that's when I hurt my glute because that motherfucker grabbed the bar off me for no reason as I was coming up. Guys, if you are squatting heavy and you're on a monolift or something with straps, don't even ask for a spotter. Don't even ask for one. What the fuck are they gonna do? I like to have a back spot. I don't. But if I, I just, I, I, only, I, only I didn't have the. St- when I I didn't ha- I didn't use the fucking straps like a fucking idiot. Oh yeah. Oh, so, when you fell, yeah. 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 You I don't even know if I use them the next week. What the fuck is wrong with me? I use them on anything over eighty percent. I need to. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, basically. So. This is. So this is this is the first time I did seven. And then the second time I did it, it was actually smoother coming up. It was probably a hair deeper. It felt a fuck ton better. Take my wrap off my fucking my that wrap probably would fucked you. What's well, that's exactly yeah. what happened. I've never did, I've never squatted in wraps. I I literally learned how to squat in wraps. I never. I, we would we would get to three fifteen put wraps on. I never did. But, I I didn't start using wraps until after I hurt my hip. Like when I hurt my hip, I was doing four at nineteen. I was doing four hundred five for sets of like eight, mm-hmm. and I would dive bomb the fuck out of every rep. It was just super fast and deep, and I'd pop back up, and I would do it in fucking tennis shoes, high bar, super upright back, just no, just naked knee, and um, yeah, I never. I never used a belt. I didn't start using a belt until after I hurt my hip. Because I was having a lot of back pain because of my hip. Yeah. And then when I got the Enzo belt for about a month, it got rid of the pain. Really? And then that wore off. And then I started to change my form to compensate for the back. And I, that's when my knees started hurting. Because I was, I was doing... I was, well, I was trying to take pressure off yeah. my knee. So I was super upright before, but then I was even more upright and... It was just downhill from there. Yeah. When I first got 585, it was a big deal for me on squats. It was getting ready for that meet. 
and sleeves because I'd fell like the week before. Oh, yeah? Well, because I felt pressure on my back, so I just bailed out of it. And there's a video of it, and Jose tried to fucking catch it for some reason. He almost got fucking leg whipped by this bar. I tried to catch 800 pounds one time. It doesn't fell, work. Fell off Troy's back. Was 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 it you who was being spotted that um that fucking what's that fucking guy's name? He fucked up on the spot. Co Coba? Oh yeah, I was swatting. Was it you? Yeah, yeah. At, at uh, the the yeah. last the last Steve Doggins meeting, yeah. that fucker. I was I was taking. Why the fuck was he spotting people? I don't know. But Were they was, that shorthanded? He wasn't competing. That motherfucker doesn't need to be anywhere no. around. But it was, it was my second attempt at like, it was six eleven. I went down, came up, and uh, it wasn't even like a grinder. That's what threw me off. It was I was coming up a little bit slower because I was sick as fuck. And I was puking. And, and shit what happened for no reason? He swooped. I in. was I was three quarters of the way up. Just had to you know hip in and lock out, and the left side just. But that's what happened to me. Just fucking flies up. That's what fucking happened. And I was like, that was fucking weird. And I rack it, and I'm like, I look at the lights, and they're all red. I'm like, what the fuck? And I, I thought it was maybe death. Right. I don't know. And then Steve Goggins was like, do you want to take a fourth? I was like, for what? And he goes, oh, he touched it. Because he's a fucktard. I was, like, I was like, what do you mean he touched it? He goes, he touched it. I, I, I didn't even take another squat. I didn't even take my third. That fucks you up. Yeah. I, I was What's like, fucking, fucking happened to me. I was doing 600 of this fucking guy. No fucking reason. Just, I didn't whoop. even stop. Grabs the one side. I got, yeah, I John got was spotting the other side. Yeah. And it, it like, it, it like tweaks you. It really fucked yeah. my glute up. Like, I, that's what really made me is like, I can't do this meat anymore. That's why if, if you're side spotting, this is for the listeners, if you're side spotting and you are going to commit to grabbing the weight from them, Yell at the top of your lungs, grab it, so the other guy does the same thing. Because that's, if I'm struggling and I'm wiggling and shit, and they both grab it, cool, whatever, I didn't have it, maybe I did, maybe not. But if one guy fucking yanks it and the other guy still thinks I got it, yeah. that's going to fuck me up. I rarely fail on the squad. Like, that's life or death, you kind of have Well, to. like... You just fall while riding. 585 was the first time I ever fell on a squat. And it was, it was, I didn't even fail. When I felt pressure on my back, I bailed out of it because I was scared to hurt myself. Yeah. And then the week, but I was doing my openers the week before my first meet at 585. I failed like three fucking times because I was so fucked up in the head. That'll fucking mess. It wasn't even a strength issue. It was, I kept feeling like... I kept feeling my back, but I wasn't even like I was feeling it in a weird way. I was just, I was just literally just feeling my back working, and I was so scared of hurting myself. Dude. I would just bail out every time. Wow. So it's like if I can't get this without literally using my back muscles at all, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna bail gonna out. <laughs> I ended up getting five seventy five at that meet. Wow. So only ten pounds less than an opener. Well, I ended up not doing that as an opener. I, I, I fell three fucking times. It was easy though. Yeah. Like in the, when I actually hit it in the gym, yeah. it was fucking easy. Wow. And I and I did it super super low, just you know. But a, cu- a couple things I've changed since then is I wear flats now. Yeah. It's completely gets a game changer. Heels. I can't wear heels. I when you're wearing heels for me, it's. 
literally a quad exercise. Yeah. And it's super bad on my knees. But when you're wearing flats, you can really use your butt and your fucking hamstrings. And that's the strongest muscle groups. Yeah. I mean... When, when I was looking into wearing flats or heels, all I did was I looked at what the best squatters fucking yeah. wore, and none of them wear heels. I'll tell you what, Yuri Belkin wears heels. I think there's a but, couple guys that wear heels. But like Quasi Grob wears flats. Um, I think Dan Green wears heels too. Yeah, but, I think he does. But, Even on front squats, I think. Yeah. Which is would, dangerous. Which is but, why I switched because I was doing front squats and I forgot my squat shoes and I I had my flats. my flats with me and I was like, holy fuck, this feels so good. Yeah. And I feel like it would put more pressure on your back. Um, you have to stay more upright. Yeah. Yeah. I could. I definitely feel that because when you're doing low bar, the only the big knock on low bar for me is I have the nerves in my neck are really tight because yeah. my neck is so tight and my traps. And when I, when I was doing low bar, it flared it up really bad. And even when I, the first squat I did last week or the week before, it really flared up my, um, my left arm. I've got heavy, I got like, like 475 tomorrow, which I haven't done. And I mean, I know I can do it easily, but it's just, I don't even know what I'm squatting Monday. Yeah, I don't. I know Monday I got Mike Rice, but I wouldn't squat then. No, I'll probably squat Tuesday because I won't bench. Mike wouldn't be happy with you squatting. He seems cool with. Not the day of he was yeah, on me, but, yeah. but I'm going in for my pack. Mike told me I needed to retire from powerlifting. <laughs> I swear to God. I told Mike, I was like, I really like. Coming to you because you're the only doctor that doesn't he tell told me, to, me quit. to stop powerlifting. <laughs> Maybe for just a minute or like permanently. Like you need to go. Just, you need to stop. <laughs> you need to fucking stop, bro. Because every time I would see him, I would be like, I I don't see him regularly like I should. I got five sixty for sets of six Monday, Tuesday. Have fun with that. That's, that should be bad. I've never done 560 for six. I've never tried, but I've never done it. I did 665 for two sets of three. 665? Reps. So, well, that's why. You call it 565. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it adds 100 pounds. I think, I, I truly believe if you get everything. You think so? I think if you get everything you can out of reps, it'll give you 100 pounds. I say that because my max, my max squat was 615 raw in sleeves. I never really worked up to a max. Just one day I was like, fuck it. I don't have my wraps. I'm going to see what I can do raw. I did 615. Right. My max squat in wraps was seven. I say 100 pounds. But for someone with me who has an injury. We've never used them either. Right. But even if I did, like my knees are not my weak point. Like, you know what I'm saying? If If I did that. You need to just go into geared lifting. It'd be better on your hips. Oh, it would. No. So here's, here's why it would be. You know Blaine Sumner? Yeah. He has two torn hip playrooms. Yeah. And he was talking about, because they wear briefs when they squat. Yeah. He said when he doesn't wear the briefs and he squats raw is when he has problems. Yeah. Well, because it holds everything together. Yeah. And that's what your labrums do. They hold everything I don't together. know how he still squats wide, though. He must, his must. You, you have to with briefs. Right. I, his must not be as torn as mine. Be- I, I think if you were to. Throw on Even if I wore briefs, I could not squat wide. Like it doesn't matter. I mean, 
Warren briefs? No, but I don't know how it would change it that because I put put Troy's squat suit on just the bottom half. Don't put it over your shoulders. So it's light do eight hundred for two. And if you did that, honestly, switch. If you did eight hundred <laughs> for two first time you did it, I'm telling you right now in my life, I'm going to match Ronnie. Like my goal, honestly, as a lifter, is to match Ronnie Coleman's PRs. I want. I just want to do that. I'll, that's just what I want to do. What was his bench PR? He he. Probably high, right? Upper fives? Oh no, no. He did he did five ninety five for reps. What? Yeah. Well I guess being three something, yeah. I I wouldn't have guessed that, but thinking of it, yeah. Yeah. Oh four ninety five for reps, sorry. Okay. So it was probably around six. Yeah, five ninety five for but reps. But it, it was like because he benches like how I, I bench. Yeah. You know. And that honestly might be why I switched the thumb list, because I saw Ronnie Coleman doing it. Yeah, I, I've Ronnie Coleman of, was a powerlifter though. Yeah, well he that's he powerlifted before he bodybuilded. Right. So I've always heard thumbless is more tricep. Is that correct? It is. So when I and, went to Westside, I feel like you can activate your lats better. For when, me, when I went to Westside, uh, one of their big bench. I mean, he was a big bencher. Right. I'll give him that. I was benching thumbless because my my wrists were hurting like a motherfucker. So I wrapped the time. Right. I went thumbless, and he was like, he was like, don't bench thumbless. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you can't squeeze. He goes, he goes, watch, make a fist and squeeze. He's like, you, you can activate your triceps better. Now go like this and try and squeeze your triceps. I, I, I but didn't you're feel not a just, difference. It's not just fucking yeah, flat. I didn't, I didn't feel a difference. But that's, he was like, don't do it. I don't, I don't know. I'm yeah. just telling you what it just says. It just really affects... Where the bar, thumbless versus regular, just a, it's just like how the bar sits in your hand is really what it is. Yeah. I I just can't, the bar sitting right there on my wrist. That's bad. Just, if it's sitting hot, well, that's not where mine sits. Where's it supposed to sit? My, mine sits down here. Like? Like down here. Like? Like, like, like born down here. So like, like I'll, I'll do thumb. this, I'll do this. And my fingers will be on the bar. On the inside. Like, on the inside. So it's here. Shit. And then my thumb will be behind it. And then my hands will be slightly turned like that a little bit. Well, yeah, you definitely get more tricep by that. Yeah. If you can turn your hands. I think that's probably the biggest upside, too. Well, I feel like you can activate your back a little more. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm really good at it, I have been able to get, like, torque out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never dropped the bench on me ever. It's never happened. Actually, that's not fucking true. <laughs> I had like 225 when I was doing uh, same was day quick same day when I fucked up on the opener for the squat. <laughs> I moved to bench and I was doing 225 and it fucking bounced out of my hand. The same day that day that day, day haunts you. I was like, this is gonna. <laughs> well, I had a pretty good meet for my first meet, but yeah, you're 1600 total, 1655. That's pretty good. I was like, I'm ready. I'm gonna. This is gonna be a fucking disaster. My, and that was with a that was with a fucking five ninety five deadlift too. Yeah, like that's that's just like my bench and my squat are probably gonna be about the same. <laughs> but if you have yeah. another hundred pounds on deadlift, my goal, honestly, if everything goes perfectly, I would like to get between a seventeen fifty and an eighteen hundred. At this meet? Yeah. Yeah. I 
and setting zero expectations for a total. Huh? I'm setting zero expectations for a total. I just want a five five oh two point five bench. That's all I want. I I could squat six. I don't give a fuck. I could pull six. I don't give a fuck. I'm, I'm squats are by far the most nervous lift for me. Yeah, It'd and deadlift cool. is the most physic, the most mentally like if. I'd I'd like to total nineteen, but it's not happening at this yeah. minute. And I I couldn't total nineteen on my squat. Like it would just no, you'd it'd need, be so hard. You need a nine hundred pounds. Yeah, it would be. And I know in the future. Yeah, if I can stay healthy and and because the way I'm squatting now, it's like even I've only had two sessions, it's sustainable. That's some. That's a start. But the problem is, is like the smallest little fuck up can set me back a month for sure. If and if you, you don't have a month, right? You got five weeks exactly. So I'm, I'm like long term too. Yeah. Last time I heard, my, I can't even deadlift. And I forgot how to deadlift. Yeah, I'm. I'm worried. I I kept telling everyone I was like, I'm gonna stay conventional. I'm not gonna go back to sumo. I can't deadlift conventional. And this meet, I'm gonna have to pull sumo. I think sumo, honestly, if you're really good at it, has advantages. Yeah, well, sumo to me, like you can really use the leverage. I believe it's more technique. Yeah, conventional, it's like you gotta muscle it up. <sighs> I think no. See, that's the pro- you can't muscle that shit up. I don't you think you can. can mu- but you can't muscle sumo. You cannot muscle through sumo. Right. It's like if you get if you get out of position just an inch forward, you're it's all back because your yeah. legs will lock. So you at least with conventional, it's you've seen people lock their legs and then muscle it up. Yeah, you've seen it. It's been done. But just like Andrew's eight thirty five, he most definitely hitched at the top. But it's RPS, so yeah, RPS. he got two whites. I, uh, I, I when I did six sixty one at that push pull meet in February, I still, I swear to God, I didn't ramp or hitch, and they still gave me. T- I got two WRPF boss boss is four. They let anything slide. They let anything slide. This this at five, they they called Troy on ramping. And it, he didn't ramp it. I don't even like is ramp where you rest the weight on your quads, basically. Ramp, ramping is yeah when you, I guess ramping is, is yeah not when you rest it, but when your when your legs carry some of the weight. I guess that's what it I don't is. even know what that means. I guess when your knees go and I think they actually might have called me for more. downward motion but I was shaking so violently yeah it's hard to tell I don't think I was going down I think I was just shaking, just shaking. and I think the judges were all like over the age of 80 like uh, that old Russian lady you know what I'm talking about for the which? old for um, APC the old there's an old like Eastern European woman that was a judge I don't know I think she was a judge at the Nationals meet as well she, she's not old she's younger isn't she Oh, she's, she's like at 35. least 60 or 70. Oh, fuck. And she was red-lighting everybody. She red-lighted one of my benches so my butt came up. I've never heard that. I've never heard that in my life. Like, I didn't even know my... I could do that. And I was like, God, this woman is strict as fuck. 
I mean, but she probably, you know, when you're growing up under Stalin, you gotta have yeah, the details, gotta, right? Or you're gonna, you you're get done. This shit, correct. <laughs> you're done. <laughs> There's this guy who, his name is Lumberjacked something. He's, I know not me. Not I, me. No, he's a Canadian guy. Is he Canadian? He's got a good bench. He looks. I think he. I don't think, I think we're talking about someone else. Lumberjacked. I think we're talking about somebody else. He's Canadian. I don't know that. All I know is he messaged me wanting me to change my name. I told him to fuck off. Oh, I would have told him to fuck off. And he's, he's like, well, I bench more than you. I, I went to his page. He, he did 500 pounds. His ass was four feet off the bench. Pull him up on Instagram. It's the same guy. Did you watch any of his bench videos? Because, God, when he did that 500... I don't know that I care. He's, he's a bodybuilder. He's not a powerlifter. I think he's like a power builder. Yeah, he's one of those. Michael Hearn. Yeah, Michael Trin. He always takes half-naked selfies. Yeah, it's the same guy. guy. Yeah, for sure. I don't think he's very big, though. Like, I think his pictures are very deceiving. Yeah. Like, I think he's probably... Well, I think look, he's at his, like, look at his pictures next to other people. I think he's a short guy. Oh, yeah, he's short as fuck. I like how he... Second conventional deadlift in almost three years, but doesn't say the weight. I hate when people do that. Like, loads up with bumper plates, and mm-hmm. they don't put the weight. It looks like it's 1,200 fucking pounds. Yeah. And the red, the red bumper plates are not always 45. 430 times 6. I mean, I did 445 for 5. Yeah, he's not that great. At look, look 23. At, let me find his 500. Do you think elbow sleeves help five to ten pounds i think it helps slightly but i think but if, if i think, I think they're more. worth it if it helps your elbows and you're having elbow problems i try not to use them until i feel elbow pain or yeah. unless i'm doing volume and right. to to reduce the chance of elbow pain i agree but if you're doing like a heavy double or single i don't think you should use them because it, i think it can it, it can, might help slightly i think it can give you like two or three percent maybe yeah here he's doing 460 on incline. I've never done that, but I've also never like trained incline like that. The best I ever got on incline was like three, three, 65 for like seven. Yeah. Which was pretty good, I thought. I still can't find the 500 bench. It's pretty far down. Because it took me a while to realize. Yeah. I kept going through his bench videos. I was like, I could do that. I could do that. I'm pretty damn close to that. Like, I don't... I don't know what you're talking about. I bench more than you. Like, oh, I, I, w- I would have told this guy to go suck a dick if he had messaged me with that bullshit. I bench more than you? Well, let me look you up on Open Powerlifting then, buddy. Yeah, oh, wait. You're not on here. Yeah. Let's let's check you out then, big dog. You f- 560 bench. 560? I have 60 bench. Does he have a bench shirt on? I know a guy that did that. <laughs> Is that a bench shirt? Or no? There's no way he did that wrong. But look at his ass. Oh, it's way up. What do you mean? Yeah, oh, yeah, his ass? Yeah. That's why, that's why it's probably cropped out of the video. I think I, that's a slingshot. It's a black slingshot. Oh, is it? 
But guess what? Nowhere is it mentioned on slingshot. What a cock! Only cocksuckers do that kind of <laughs> shit. I fucking hate that. <laughs> Six hundred bench. I don't see a slingshot. You don't? Let me see. That's that's not six hundred though. Is it? I can't see. What kind of pound? What kind of? I'm confused. That doesn't look like six hundred. Am I losing it? There's no way it's six hundred because he's repping it. Oh, it says six hundred pound bench. I'm starting to smell you. Oh, that's four fifty five for five. Oh, I should have put that. I did four forty five <laughs> for five. Seven hundred pounds. Here I come, buddy. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Oh shit. Two seventy five standing overhead press. I did three fifteen when I was twenty one. It's on Instagram. I know. That's it that's not that great. No. Fucking Brandon Allen and um Foster Parnell, you know that? Yeah. They're doing three fifteen plus for reps like it's yeah. fucking joke. Mm-hmm. Alright, this I'm officially unfollowing this guy when I get on my followed phone. Followed him? I do. That's I did. Sad. But I never really looked into him before. God. I don't follow anybody, especially not a guy that tells We're me. We're gonna tag him in, in the this, po- in the in the when I post by the podcast. God. Listen, lumberjacked with three D's. That's probably how many D's he gets on a daily mm. basis. Canadian style. That with is. some maple syrup and flannel. <laughs> um if you want to be on the show to defend yourself, you're more than welcome. We'll have you on. Here he is on July 4th, benching 405 for four. I don't know what to say about that. I, I don't even... He'll probably come back with something like, I look better than you guys. But what he doesn't say is like five foot five. <laughs> so who really cares what you look like when you're a yeah. fucking midget? Alright, this guy sucks. Fuck that guy. Lumberjacked. If you take bed selfies with your head laying on your pillow, you're probably a fag. And te- your, your caption is, wild weekends. What a fag. He probably got fucked by a grizzly bear. Is probably what happened. There's a bunch of cats emojis in All right. his. Yeah. We're Lumberjacked, done. we're done. We're done. You're getting blocked. <laughs> you're blocked. I'm not going to block him. No, I want to tag, tag him. him. Yeah, I want to tag him. But we talked about you for an hour. You <laughs> fucking suck. Oh, what about... Are you... Speaking of homosexuality... Okay. <laughs> are you Are you heard about this new trend, No Nut November? <sighs> Troy's very deep into that. Well, Troy doesn't really have an option, does he? Yeah. <laughs> He's, he doesn't... It's not like... It's, it's not a... It's not like it's readily available. It's like I'm not I'm not gonna drag race this month. It's like you don't have a car. You know? Exactly. No so Troy's doing no nut in November. He is. Um every day we get an update, you know, like like my feeling feeling anxious and feeling anxious. <laughs> going through withdrawals. Um I, I think um, I can hold out. I lost the first night. See if I was if I was in a relationship, I would just it, it just would be no question. Yeah. But I'll be honest, right now I might be able to. Nah, I don't know. I doubt. I don't know. 
You say that to get you like can't five like, days. You can't like masturbate either. No, you cannot. No, you can't. That's not healthy. No, no. Like that's really not healthy. That's how you make a man go crazy. Well, it's <clears throat> no nut November is followed up by destroy your dick December. Well, I did that when I was like 15, 16 years old by myself every month on a weekly basis. Yeah. I remember going to school having to walk weird because my shit was rubber all. I rem- I'm not even, I don't even want to say No, that. you got to say something embarrassing because I just <laughs> did. I, when I was in, I was in seventh grade, seventh grade, mm-hmm. eighth grade, maybe it might've been seventh. I would get an erection like every day at 9.30 a.m. That's like second period. It was first period. At the end of first period. Yeah. I had gym back to back for second and third period. Because I was the man and I somehow got that arranged to have gym. Yeah. I had that. Um, so I was like, I can't go to gym with a fucking erection. Like, some people might not care, but I care. That's just like... Yeah, it's it's almost like sexual harassment if you're walking around with like a boner. Yeah, gym shorts. Like nobody wants to see that, that shit. Can't fucking do that. Like, so... You literally get in trouble for that. Yeah, that's just weird. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I remember this remember Mexican you. guy did that. He'd be doing jumping jacks with a... There's a little ding flopping him in the belly button. It's like, nobody wants to see that shit. But like so, like I don't know if it was like the temperature of the room or just it was my testosterone spiking at the time. Still being a teenage boy, and I was like every day. So a lot of I would like have to sit there and close my eyes and like think of things to get rid of it. Wow. But sometimes it didn't work, and I'd have to go to the bathroom and take care of it. No. Or it or at it, school at school. Wow. Or it would not go away. It would not go away. So I'd get my phone, take it to the bathroom, connect to the school Wi-Fi, you know, get something for my viewing pleasure and take care of it. I was like 14 years old. Yeah, that sounds about right. I had no options, though. I can't, Yeah. you know, you can't go to gym with that kind of shit. So I, uh, and at the same time, there's like fucking other 14, 15 year olds fucking fucking in the back of the room, you know. I'm not doing all that shit, but, um. Yeah. I mean, I didn't lose my virginity until I was seven. I just turned 17. I lost my virginity on Christmas Day when I was 15. What a good present. No, it wasn't. No, it was, it was, it was not good. Awful. It was one of those, like, you got three strokes in, she was like, I don't want to do this. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's, that's as bad as it gets. And then you... You gotta climb back out her window on Christmas at three a.m. Like you gotta Santa walk. Claus. You gotta walk two and a half miles back home Fuck. with a boner. Yeah, that sucked. I'll be honest. My first time was. It's as good as it like gets for a first time. Really. Like I I'm, feel I'm bad. Static for you. I feel bad when I hear like stories like yours because I was so, like, well, it was three years of that. It was like it was like three years of tease. It sucked. She was driving me crazy. I, I like knew the person for like a couple months. Yeah. And so when it like finally happened, like, I mean, she, we, she's like, I have, she's like, it, it lasted a while. And like, there was no sign of me stopping. Wow. Like she had no idea I was a virgin. Good for you. Like I had done other things. Yeah. I'd done everything else but. Yeah. And she had no idea. She went to school the next fucking day and told everybody. <laughs> and everyone's like, 
everyone just assumed I was a virgin because mm-hmm. I was kind of a quiet guy. And so people I'd known like my whole life at school like, oh, Sean's not a virgin. And Sean's, you know, Sean did it and stuff. I'm like in 10th grade. <laughs> and I was just so embarrassed. I'm like, she, she told everybody. Damn. But I'd be like, fuck yeah, I did it. Well, I mean, I did. Good, good enough to make her tell the whole fucking school. So, um, actually, you know what? When we got done, at least it wasn't so bad. Listen to this. School. Listen to this shit. When we got, when we, when she's like, I have to go home. I had to take her home. I didn't have a driver's license. I illegally drove her home. <laughs> but when we, before she left, she, she actually had a boyfriend. And she still told the whole school. She called and broke up with him. With me sitting, I swear to God, she called and broke up with him. She had moved to our school. Yeah, how do you think he feels? Well, a couple months later, she went and stayed back with her mom who lived where he was from. And she just went back to him, basically. And then when the summer was over and she had to come back to school, she came back to to me. And I was stupid enough to allow that. But, um, like, that summer... I was taking football very seriously, and I was in bed trying to go to sleep for workouts in the morning. And he called me. That his, her ex boyfriend called me at like midnight, and I knew who I didn't know who it was at first. And we'd only been dating for like a month, so it really didn't mean much to me. That that whatever she called, he called me, and she, I'm like, who is this? His name was Nick Nicholas Bum. I still remember his name. If I ever, look, 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 man, if I ever see you in the streets out of principle, I'm beating that ass. I'm going to, I'm going to whoop your ass. I'm, I'm going to beat the dog just out of principle. Not, not because I was like emotionally upset, but like out of principle, you don't call somebody and do that. What, what he's like, saying? he's like, your girl was just over here sucking my dick. We were broken up. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. you know, I was like, um, I told him there on the phone, I was like, I hope, you better hope I never see you. I was like 150 pounds. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I still don't care. Like, I was like, you better hope I never see you. And I hung up the phone. <laughs> I never saw him. But when, I swear to God, if I'm 70 fucking years old and I know it's him and I see him on the streets, I am uh, stomping the fuck out of that motherfucker. Just out of, as a man, it's yeah, not you something you do. That. You don't do that. Like, you just don't do it. I think the weirdest call I got kind of like that was I was, fuck, eight years old. I was young. And I met this girl at my, I was at my grandma's apartment. We went to her pool and I met this girl. And I saw her there like three times. Her her name is Nicole or Allie. You were eight? Yeah, something like that. I was young. I was still living in Ohio. So this was like fourth grade. So how old you are in fourth grade? I was not eight in fourth grade. How old were you? I turned eight in second grade, but I was a year older. So you were you should have turned eight in like second or third grade. So 10, 11, something like that. In fourth grade? Not, yeah, fourth or you probably should have third been like, or fourth. You should have been like ten in fourth grade. It was weird because I missed like a whole year of school, so I don't really know what grade I was in. Because I was, I got kicked out of my school because I'm, I lived out of district, but I lived in a very ghetto place, and I was like, you're not going to school here, you'll be homeschooled, 
Right. I wasn't homeschooled. But and then, then you would go to the soup kitchen because y'all were so poor, and you lived in the house made of. Uh, we went to the food drive. We actually did. <laughs> such a cock. Well, no, my we my, that my grandma did that when, yeah. after she retired. Yeah. You know, five kids. Oh, for sure. Why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. There's a reason it's there. She was making eighteen grand a year. Yeah. So, anyways, um, met her like a couple times at the pool. Got her number. We were dating. So you were like 10 years old. It's, I guess 10 years old, right? Well, we were like dating. And then we moved. I never saw her again. And like we stopped texting one day. Stopped calling. Bro, like six months later, I get a call from her. She's like, hey, we need to break up. I didn't know we were together. <laughs> she goes, I found another boyfriend. I was like, 10 years old. That is great. I don't, the first like I remember her favorite song was Beautiful by Sean Kingston. I remember that. That that was when that song was when hot. I was in like kindergarten pre-K. I remember like I hadn't developed like the shyness or anxiety I have now yeah. around people. And like I was like a little ladies man. I had like little girls coming up and kissing me. I'm like oh, 5 shit. 6 years old. You know, everybody wants to play doctor at nap time with Sean. We won't talk about all that. <laughs> so, that's a real... That's probably why I have fucking problems. <laughs> and, um... I gotta, I gotta tell you something off Hold on. This podcast. So, the first girl, like, girl I ever had a crush on, really, she was in the... Me and my sister in first and second grade, we were in the same grade. Because we were on 16 months apart. So when I went to readiness, we became in the same grade. So she had a friend that was in her second grade class with her who had like a crush on me. So we had like a crush on each other. I always dated my sister's friends. Well, the girl I lost my virginity to and who I dated in high school, she was originally my sister's friend as well. That's how it always starts. I need to get back on that. <laughs> and the reason she, my sister had like a video of me like singing and she was showing everybody. And I guess this wow, girl... Sean's hot. Yeah. That's how it starts. Yeah. yeah. He's funny. I want to meet him. That's how it was with me. <laughs> For some reason, my sister carried around a school picture of me. Would show her friends. <laughs> and her friends like, oh my God, that's her brother? I was I was dating uh, sixth graders when I was in fifth grade. Didn't even go to the same school. Yeah. But like, so this girl, like a few years later, in like sixth grade, I'd already like... Kiss little girls in the playground, or whatever. But like my first like serious kiss was in sixth grade with this girl uh, at, at like a school dance, and she like she like kissed me. There was no there was no question. Like she did it. Like I was like just sitting there, I was surprised. You know, she she had the balls. I did not. But um, she went crazy that girl <laughs> lost her cuckoo after that she oh, yeah. she lost her mind <laughs> she would she yeah she lives an alternative lifestyle these days oh, is that right I can tell you that what does that mean alternative she's lifestyle. in the she's she's not boundaries are not something that exists to this girl oh that I I am aware of I'm sure there are not many no she lives a free life okay you know hey, good for her. I don't like know or keep up with her anymore but yeah. it's just things I I've heard and we're, like, we're friends on Facebook, but a free life. Good for her. Yeah. I guess. A girl I had a crush on in fourth grade with, when I was like super like into Star Wars and shit, I had a crush on her and she's actually a lesbian now. Wow. But she, when in high, in high school, she actually got cancer. 
Ooh, that's fucking. Rough. And it was like multiple times she's gotten it, and she had a she's had a rough rough go of it. <clears throat> the um, girl I liked in high school, or in elementary middle elementary school, and a little bit middle school, when she got to high school, did you ever hear of something called Gwinnett Thoughts? No, but I'm guessing this girl was on it. I can guess what Gwinnett Thoughts was. Do you? It was an Instagram page. These these guys went to prison for seven years. Four of them went to prison for seven years. They're still in jail. God damn. And I, they're from four different schools in Gwinnett County. And they, I guess, were friends and got together. And they were paying people... They were paying guys for their girlfriend's nudes. Or their ex-girlfriend's nudes. And they were right. throwing them on this Instagram page. Wow, those guys should have went to prison. They shouldn't have? They should have. Yeah. So, but it there was everybody. And they were tagging. They were... They were tagging the people whose news were on there in right. the pictures. They were tagging them, reposting them, tagging them, reposting them. Every time they get ta- taken down, throw it back up. And um, What a bunch of cocksuckers. It took them a year to find out who was doing this. And they kept re- they kept like remaking it. And then I was surprised it took a year because they can usually find that shit in a day. But anyways, I, I guess they were computer geeks. And they yeah. were using the school IP address. So like whenever they traced it back, it was they were doing it on a computer at the school. Nice. So they, I guess it took a while. Right. Um, they actually found out who did it because people start, the people knew and they started telling. But uh, she was one of the first people to be posted on there. Nice. And you, it, there were everything. Like she had a fucking right. hairbrush handle stuck up in there. I, a girl, a guy I was friends with, a girl sent him a bunch of pictures of her like putting things up there in like eighth grade and this guy the guy the good guy he was he fucking showed everybody he showed everybody I, it was like hairbrush tan, it was like everything and he, this motherfucker showed everybody these pictures of her and she was it was like this it was like like how like you said her name, it was like, oh, it's like, you don't say it. It's like, she was so like, like Medusa pushed out, like, like such a freak, you know, like this girl did. And really wasn't that bad if no, you think about they it. They don't do that shit. But it was like, she actually left school, Fuck. went to like a private school or homeschool. She ended up coming back at like the end of high school. And I guess people had mostly for like, didn't care anymore. But like, she got, she, people... In that age, they're fucking cruel. Oh, yeah. I mean, they destroy they're her. The, they're some of the meanest people. I had an opportunity to do something like that. I never would. I would never I would do that. Never. I wouldn't. I would I was, never. I was talking to this girl in... I would never do that. I don't that. remember what grade. Probably 11th, 11th grade. And um, I'm for sure not going to say who. But she listened to the podcast? I hope not. I'm probably not, honestly. <laughs> we, we talked. We still talk now and then, but... We were, we were talking, I guess, for like two weeks, right. and she had just recently broken up with her boyfriend, and uh, her boyfriend was uh, on the wrestling team with me, and one day at like four o'clock in the afternoon out of nowhere, I get text after text after text, over a hundred from pictures. her, no, from him, over a hundred pictures of her nudes. Why would he send them to you? He said, here you go, bro. Have fun with her. She's yours now. Just, I guess he I'm was guessing, drunk as fuck. He, he was drunk as fuck. But I'm guessing she told him. What do you mean? 
that she was talking to you? I guess everyone kind of knew. Oh, okay. But um, I also so I looked him in the eyes at wrestling practice, joking around. This was before they broke out. I was like, I'm going to fuck your girlfriend. And he laughed it off. <laughs> Anyways, he sent me seriously over a hundred of them. That's kind of weird. And then at the, I guess he was drunk. At the very end, still kind of weird. He sends me a very shocking one, and he goes, "This is my favorite." A shocking one. It was. It was shocking. What but did this, anyways, what did this I, video I, depict? I didn't even. It was. They were just pictures. They're all pictures. What did this picture depict? I, I'm not gonna talk about it on the podcast. It was shocking. It was shocking. Like on a scale of one to ten. Nine. Really? It was, like, I, I don't know I what you're shocking expect, I wasn't expecting it. Like, for me, like... From this person. Right. From this person, I was not expecting it. But it doesn't matter. Long story short, I, I literally didn't even go through all of them. I just swiped right on the, on the big message and deleted the whole, the whole conversation. Yeah. And then I texted her. I was like, hey, look. I just want you to be aware. This is what happened. They're deleted. I barely even looked at them. I only saved three. <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't. I swear to God, I didn't say I, that. I sold three to Gwyneth Thoughts. <laughs> Gwyneth Thoughts had three. I, I kept your face out. <laughs> but I did tell him it was you. No, I, 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 I did. I just deleted it all. And I was like, what the fuck? I texted him back. I was like, look, dude, I know you're upset, but don't do that kind of shit, man. You don't want to, you don't want to be that guy. No. And then... Two weeks later, she texts me. We were texting. Like, everything was fine. And then I was blue. She goes, hey, I'm going to go back to Vinny. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the other guy. And I was like, cool. All right. No harm, no foul. I just said his name. That sucks. Oh, Vinny. <laughs> Vinny. I don't know who you are, but there's no way he listens to this. Please. Surprise. He does. We'll tag him. We'll tag him. <laughs> What's his last name? I'm not saying. I'm going to find him. I will find I'll out show who he you. is. I'll show you who he is. I'm, I'm going to tag him. I'm going to say He's got to be tagged. There's a rule on this podcast. If you're <laughs> talked about, you're tagged. We're accountable for what we say here. We'll say it to your face. I yeah, swear to God. Lumberjack. Yeah. Don't make me come up to Canada. <laughs> Beat that ass. Actually, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't, I don't even know you. I, I don't have a passport. So I don't I'm know you. i that. I don't... Yeah. <sighs> so, Vinny... If if you are with a girl and you break up with her, they're not together anymore. Well, but like let's, they broke let's, up let's, shortly after. Yeah, let's say this scenario: you're with a girl, y'all break up, and you have like a bunch of her. In a, I think her naughtiness on your phone, you should instantly delete it, yep, right? I agree. I think if you if you break up with someone and it's not like, like a, even if you're it's not with like them for fucking four years, yeah. like if, you should delete all that if shit. If you think you're gonna get back together. Maybe hold on to them. Don't look at them because that'd be weird. Right. I think it's weird if you keep them. Like six months later, a month later, you still have them. Oh, after you break up? Yeah. Yeah, delete them. I think that's weird. Yeah. At that point, you're just creepy. It is kind of creepy. creepy. Like, you got to draw the line somewhere. Giselle! Fucking motherfucker. I know guys that will probably... They keep that shit till they die. And that is some weird shit to me. I know guys right now that have people's nudes that they never dated, and they have them because their friend sent them to them. I would never do that shit. That's not a that's not a joke. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna say this right now. And they're all underage. They're they're like when they were young. And that's a felony now. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. This might not be popular with a lot of people. I can almost 
see why women are feminist in a way. Like some men, they really there is a lot of fucked up men. Absolutely. Like if I was a woman, I would be super skeptical of almost every man. I think they have they have reason to like, be. Like, don't you think, think so? so? Like, well, I think there's, there's not I've a done, lot of guys like right. us. I've done a lot of fucked up shit yeah. that I'm ex- I am extremely um, ashamed of and all that good stuff. But I, I just... There's like legit who are lifetime like weird fucking guys yeah like they don't change like they're fucking weird yeah like they're that's the maturity level it's like you know why there's feminists because the guy's like this yeah like i don't know it's just like i can almost like now of course you can take almost justified you could take feminine feminism to like a place where if you're the kind of gal posting all men are fucking trash prove me wrong yes you're a miserable person, probably, yeah. and you got your own problems. When you generalize like that, I see. I, I saw this song this girl wrote. She was playing on the guitar, and it was kind of in a lighter mood. But she uh, she was talking about how women are now scared to walk to their cars at long. I, heard night of, I think I heard about that song, and I very sadly agreed with all of it. Look. It's, Men That's are, something men we don't are think about. Now. And That's we a, don't think about it because we don't need to. We're 260 plus pounds. Yeah, Who the fuck is going to fuck with us yeah. walking to our car? Yeah. But if you're a 130 pound woman, yeah. I'd be scared. Because yeah. there are some guys who have who are sociopaths yeah. or have no conscience. And that's how people get murdered and raped. Yeah. And there are some guys where, like, I would. The, my biggest fear. Is like making someone uncomfortable. Yeah. And I just, um, yeah, there's, there's some fucked up shit out there. So yeah. you, I think you should be skeptical yeah. of men. Yeah. Like they have to, they got to prove. I think you should carry guns. I think women should. I think they should. I mean, I, I should be trained. Yeah. Yeah. Not just. Of course, there's always, there is some women that are just as bad as the worst men. Sure. Absolutely. But they're not physically going to overpower a man, no. usually. No. There might be a 300-pound old mountain lady somewhere. There might that be fucking old Helga. Helga, you know, she was on the Soviet weightlifting team, and they did a lot of tests on her. Now she's a predator. I wouldn't want to meet her in the... No. Back out. <laughs> That's when I feel scared. But there's a, lot of, there's a lot of scary shit out there. Yeah. And I... I I totally agree with. And again, not saying that I've never done fucked up shit, because I certainly have. I, I've never assaulted a woman. Oh, I've never done that. And I've never. I've I've never gone out of my way to make a female uncomfortable. Right. I I can honestly say that. Um, I certainly have. Oh, I I hope I I think I can say that. Well, the thing is, we've been we were both raised by women, so we know to respect them. Some some guys. My most of my mistakes very... were when I was deep into a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's when I made mistakes. Yeah, but as Usually. far as like a stranger or somebody yeah. I don't really know, like I'm never gonna like. I'm never gonna go up to a, up to a girl at a bar, and like be disgusting. Yeah, like like grab her. Let's see how that and works. like just make just like like if she's not interested, you still like. 
you, the, you bitch, you know. Yeah. Like, those are the worst fucking people to me. You see that, that video that is the security camera, the the guy, like, kind of yeah, grabs the girl's yeah, ass, yeah, she yeah. beats his ass to the ground. What fucking shit happened. Anyway, more of the story. There's a lot of creepy-ass people out there. Don't be one of them. Don't be one of them, guys. Look, guys, if you're listening to this, let's give some pointers what not to do. Honestly, I would just probably, when you're sliding into DMs, that's a tricky area. I say don't do it. If you just slide in just completely randomly, like you, if y'all have had no interaction. Yeah, that's weird. She doesn't know who you are, and you just follow her on Instagram, or you just friended her on Facebook, and y'all have like, you what, don't know them at all. There's what like, can that turn into? That's right. what I'm saying. Don't, if you've unless, never you're, unless you're looking like fucking Brad Pitt or Bradley Cooper, most likely, guy, it's not going to end well for you. No. So if you want to do that, if you want to slide in the DMs, you got to look at a long-term approach, I think. That's what I'm thinking. Like, like some pictures. If she likes yours back, okay, that's a good sign. Uh, respond to a couple of her stories. Yeah. Like, just... That, that's a good way to start not, not with, I want to fuck you, or, hey, let me lick your ass, but <laughs> be a regular person, please. Yeah. All right. So that's how you start. I um, think the whole social media thing is tricky. Cause never send a dick pic, ever. Unless y'all are married. If they're... I agree to that. If she does ask for they'll, one... They'll do nothing but hold it against you. Right. If she asks for one, mm-hmm. within the first... With, in like a quick amount of time, she wants she she wants to laugh at you. Yeah. It's a joke. The joke's on you, buddy. If she asks for one. Because I, I have a female friend that would probably... Is like... Her, her sense of humor is like that. And she <laughs> would think that's funny. So, don't do it. Don't send dick pics. Uh, um, just careful because you you'll you'll fuck with some young lady that's a savage and yeah. you, she'll tear you up before you know what happened. Mm-hmm. And, social and, media and you won't even know you're getting torn up. No. It's it's because she's on another level. I've never I've never done something like that. Like you know, but like slid into complete strangers just off like don't ever slide in complete stranger but hey you want to go out probably not going to work again the thing is Brad Pitt or Bradley Cooper only if it's only social media based when the fuck are you going to see them well if they're like local well even even then if you don't see them well in person you could live a minute from somebody and never have something interaction that's true but I just don't think Instagram is a spot for it I think if if there's obviously like y'all are both like liking a bunch of each other's stuff, always and like yeah. comment on each other's stories, and y'all have like a nice conversation. Yeah, if there's a connection, but right. if you've never talked before, don't slide like, oh, hey, what are you doing this week? Oh no, never do that. No, Talib. Yeah, Talib. What? <laughs> Did he do that? Yeah, he probably has. I I've seen him comment on a few people's things I've that seen, I know. I've seen Talib. <laughs> Fleet walked up to Taylor Stallworth. Oh, yeah. Honey Bun's girlfriend. Oh. And is that who that he is? Goes, hey, my he points over towards me and skinny that. Yeah. And he goes, hey, my buddy was just wondering if you were single. And she goes, no, I have a boyfriend. <laughs> he goes, oh, okay, cool. I tell you, Tlaib, he's a, he's a confident guy. He came back and goes, had to shoot my shot. And I was like, you shot somebody else's shot. What if she said, yeah, I'm single? What are you going to do? Like, oh. 
Just kidding, that was for me. He it was basically World War One, and they said they blew the whistle to go over the top and charge no man's land. Yeah. He said, "You guys go first and see how it is, and let me know." Yeah, let me know. Let me know how it works <laughs> out. If you guys come back, I'll go with you the second time. He got machine gunned down, oh. but he did it in a way that protected him. So <laughs> I like that to leave. I like oh. it. Yeah. In person, if you're out, like say you're out. At a bar, you might never see this fucking person again. If they yep. keep, you know, if you really feel like something's there, the kind of person I am, it would be really hard for me to, because I would just be uncomfortable. I don't, I wouldn't want to make someone uncomfortable. But um, it's probably best to just, you know, say something. <clears throat> but then don't, if she rejects you, don't get all. Well, fuck you, bitch. Or, yeah. Like, if I ever saw that Just in person, if I ever saw that in person, I would be. That would be. I wish. I wish I would see a situation I, where, like, a guy like grabs a girl. Oh God, I would just. I'd be like, I'd look up at the sky and say, "Thank you, God, for answering my prayers." Yeah. Now I get to really see what this body is capable mm-hmm. of, and then I would probably. I would. It would. You Proceed know. Need to go to jail. I wouldn't go to jail. <laughs> But the cool thing is, it's your constitutional right to defend someone. So, yeah, I mean, like I've like I've always said since I was eighteen, I've been to jail. I'll go back. You know, I've I've, I've done time. I've done <laughs> you three, three days. days. Three, look, that three days. <laughs> I've done long, hard time. <laughs> three days. In general pop. At no. the local county jail. The other inmates, they told me Jackson County was the worst jail they've ever been to. And these are guys that have really sampled quite a bit of jails. So I, they're like jail connoisseurs. <laughs> and they said Jackson County is the worst. Really? Now, nothing ever came of me going to jail. I have no criminal record. But I think everyone should go to jail. I think it's. I, an, I don't. I think it's an experience everyone should have. I think there are people that are good enough to not get caught that should not go to jail, such as myself. Depends what you're getting caught for. Well, I've never done anything that I truly believe was should bad. be. Yeah, I mean, I've done I've done criminal speed. I've gone 180 on 85. 180. I've done 180 on 85. I should have gone to jail. I did 130 in a 45 on five. What's the statute of li- uh, limitations on this kind of stuff? For criminal speed, is as long, if you're not clocked doing it, then it, it's. Is set. that what that says in the state constitution? There's there's no speeding in the state constitution. I don't know what there is, so you better be careful. I I could I've told cops that I've done this. I, I didn't. I got pulled over doing it, and he he said I was going 130, and you were pulling away from me. I said yes, sir. He goes, how fast are you going? I said I don't want to say. And he goes, he goes, you're sticking to it. And I was like, sir, I'm not telling you to speed. And he goes, fair enough. Comes back, gives me a ticket for 60 and a 45. How? Because he did not clock, pace, or laser me. Oh, so he just kind of assumed you were speeding. Well, he well, he was going 130 and I was pulling away right. in a 45. So it's a safe assumption. But you have speed. like absolute. You gotta, he yeah. has to have a number. I, I've got one speeding ticket on 85 around Swanee. He even asked me, he said, I, he goes, I put 60 in a 45. Does that sound, sound about right? I said, yes, sir. I, uh, I was going 82 in a 65. Mm-hmm. And I got a $250 speeding ticket. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't have my driver's license on me. Got another ticket. Got another ticket. And then I got gas before I got on the highway and I left my wallet on top of the pump. So I didn't, that's why I didn't have my license. 
I went and I had just gotten my student loan re my my student aid refund check. Mm -hmm. I had like four hundred dollars in my wallet. Cash is cash right. gone. That's rough. I called my ex, who I had just seen actually, and I told her because I was upset, and she basically told me to not fucking bother her. We had just hung out, and so she's like, "I'm busy." Fuck off. <laughs> I was like, I just lost like hundreds Everything. of dollars. And I just got a, I'm, what it was, was going to become a $250 speeding ticket. Yeah. She's like, fuck off. <laughs> That's your problem. And not my problem anymore. Yeah. Wow. Our ex is the great. Good times. She, she's not really, she wasn't. No. They never are. Well, sometimes they are. Sometimes, you know. I don't want to get into that. Any anytime I, my ex girlfriend, had never done anything for me after we broke up. Yeah. But always asked something of me. Right. One time she wrecked her car. I've never been asked really anything particularly. She wrecked her car. She didn't know who to call. She called me, and I was on a date with someone, and she she made it sound like she was dying. She was she was like. She was like, I just got, I, I got a bad accident. The, the paramedics aren't here yet. There's blood everywhere. I don't know what to do. I get there and this bitch has like the smallest gash on her fucking forehead. There was like eight people. You bring your date with you? Yeah, I did. Cause we were, we were on the way. Right, I, want, I want you to see what I've been dealing with. You come yeah. with. No. Yeah. And she, we, I almost went to jail that night. And she, long, long story. Um. Anyways, it, it, and it wasn't even something I did. It was for being affiliated with someone right. um, who is, a, he's, he's pretty much Philadelphia crime mafia. And um, we won't go into that, though. There's a lot of... I he was my old boss. Right. And he owned, he owned a body shop, and that's how they laundered money. And that was my first uh. job. They, he laundered money in for, because um, he owed these guys a lot of money. Um, Did he get caught laundered? No. He, uh, he was suing Snellville Police Department. Probably not a good idea to bring attention to yourself. No, because, but they were, they were, they fucked with him. He goes, I'm going to show you who you're fucking with. He sued him and won, but this was during the process of him suing them. And so nobody liked him. Everyone stayed on, you know, he was on everybody's radar. Right. Um, he should be in prison right now for a long time. He, he killed a couple people in, um, with arson up in, there's actually a movie about him and his team. He was, he was on a narcotics team for the Philadelphia Police Department. I will say that Philadelphia is honestly the shittiest place I've ever had to deal with. So he was he was on the Philadelphia narcotics team. They were they were arresting people, taking their drugs and selling them back to I've the heard of that, yeah. It's a movie. Yeah. That was him. Team five or some shit like that. What movie was that? I can't remember. But it was like it sounds like kinda like training day almost. I don't know. But you know training day? I don't With Denzel and Ethan Hall. I know I know that their team was t they called it Team Five. Right. And they were the narcotics team that were doing it and he he went to jail for three days, but he knew a guy that knew a guy and got he out. He probably ratted on everybody. Well, 
No, he didn't. He knew. He knew Joe. Joseph Legambi, who was the top three guy for the Philadelphia crime law. He's a he's a mob boss. He knew him. And that's who he was selling the drugs to. He got him out. Said, "You owe me a favor. You need to go burn this warehouse down, and because it has evidence of us laundering shit through it." He burns it down. Three firefighters died in that fire. Damn. He got charged with it. Joe Legambi got him out of prison again. How they know he did it? I I didn't pay attention to the story he was telling me, but it's on the news. You can look at you right. can look up his mug shots. He spent three days in jail. Got out again because of Joe Legambi. And Legambi said. You're going to Georgia, you're starting a body shop, and you're laundering money f- for me. He's like, you need to get the fuck out of Philly. So that's what he's been doing since. And um, Please tell me he's not still running that business. No. No, he, sh- he shut it down. He's old now. He's like 75. He's old. but So he's still alive and he's not in prison. No. And you're openly talking about him on this podcast. He won't do shit. He won't do shit. He won't do shit. <laughs> he, he won't do shit. I'll tell you what, though. He did have a guy. This wasn't his real name. It was quite obviously not his real name. But they called him Steven. And Steven. He, he, they, they all wore these big-ass rings, like, like from the 80s movies. That's, that's Italian. And um, Steven drove a, like, fucking 50s Rolls Royce. Like, your, like classic mobster. Right. And it was it was a nicer one, and he walked around with two six shooter revolvers with the white ivory handles, like General George Patton. And, and Stephen was a fucking problem solver. Stephen was a problem. Stephen was a problem solver. You had a problem. Stephen took care of it. <laughs> Stephen was Steven. a problem solver. You got Stephen's phone number? Don't. I did at one point. I don't want to. I don't know if I want to fuck with people like. <laughs> Steven's a big guy. Yeah. He's a big guy. Stop. Shout out to Steven. If you're listening. Shout out. If you're listening, I'm probably going to die, but <laughs> shout out to Steven. Oh, it's not a joke yet. I My friends in high school, I was telling my friends, I was like, you guys won't believe this shit. It's like a movie. Right. Nobody believed me. And then they met this guy. They they came to my work and dropped lunch off one day. Or yeah. In passing, they, they met, met Steven. They, they met Joe, the boss. Right. And I actually met Joe Legambi. You can look him up. I met him downtown Atlanta um, in this fucking massive suite in one of the, the hotels down there. And um, he's a cool guy. He knew everything about me. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, I don't it's, know. It's like a movie. Bro. It sounds like a movie. I don't. Well, it is a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I've never been something like that. Just I've been around criminals my whole life, you know. Yeah. Mostly small stuff. But these were the criminals that didn't get caught. Yeah. These were these these were on another level. They had, well, they they he had they they paid off the the Philadelphia police. Right. I um. There was a guy who was a senior when I was a freshman in high school. He moved in. He was like 6'2", 215, ran like a fucking 4'4", white guy. Grown-ass man. Played middle linebacker for us. Yeah. And he returned kicks. He was a running back. He had like a fucking dad bod. But he was like running 4'4", yeah. 215. He was fucking so stupid, though. 
as far as like the choices he made. Oh, that's how it always is. And he so, so years later, you know, he's he's got a reputation as a known thief, mm-hmm. drug user. And my younger sister, this motherfucker's at my house. My where my, my family lives. Yeah. You know, all these children are everywhere. I've already went. I already went through my life where my older sister literally stole everything I owned to buy drugs. I came home from school one day, and everything I owned was gone. And so this guy is like in my house, and I know about him because I I just you know it's a small place. And I told my mom, I said, this guy is not somebody we want here. So my mom, you know, is like, my mom always had these sayings like, this is not a flop house or this is not a fucking community center or what What the fuck are y'all doing in my house? You know, y'all are grown ass adults in my daughter's room. Like, y'all need to get the fuck out of here. And so they, they left. Well, in the past like couple of years, year. He, in, like, Barrow County, he was, like, breaking into, like, churches and, like, businesses and stealing things. His name was Billy Manus. And he's, like, he's doing time. He's doing serious time now. Wow. Um, It's always drugs, drug addicts, and stealing go hand in hand. Oh, yeah. Well, because you have to to feed the addiction. And drugs are not not cheap. No. So. Especially when you lose your job because of them. Yeah. So it's like you know you know Kyle Davis is wide receiver for Auburn. I went to school with him, knew him. We were we were pretty cool. We weren't like best friends, but we were pretty cool. And uh, he got kicked off the team, and Auburn he was starting wide receiver for cocaine. Went to rehab and everything. So that shit'll fuck your life. Don't do drugs, children. Don't do drugs like that. Those kind of drugs. Yeah. Stick to injectables, such as heroin. I heard that's the best one. <laughs> My cousin died of a heroin overdose a few months ago. That's sad. He was like late twenties. You you don't. There's no thirty year old heroin addict that's been doing it for years. Yeah. Amy Winehouse died of heroin. All these people died of heroin or like pill addicts. Like the, the problem is with heroin is your body. Because they're opiates. With heroin and pills. Yeah, well, because it's, it's the same thing. Basically. So with heroin and opiates, you you build a a addiction tolerance to it. You build where, a tolerance. Where you need more to get the high. Right. But your body doesn't build a tolerance. As in, like, whether you're a, a, you just started it or you've been doing it 20 years, 60 milligrams of that shit's going to kill you either way. Yeah, but when you build up a tolerance to where you need sixty-five to feel high to feel in a certain high, way, you die. Yeah, there's no, I mean, and it's it's always if you notice the trend of people that OD, it's always when they get clean and sober for two weeks, and then they do it, and again. then they 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 lose it, and that's that's because they go from they're like, oh well, last time I'll I did the it, same amount, I'll just do the same amount. I believe that's how Mac Miller died. That's what I read somewhere that he had tried to be clean. I. I think people overhyped his death. I don't think he was that great. I don't think he was that great. But I think people were like people. It's still sad out. that he died sure. of a drug overdose. Sure, I but mean, he had the resources to get help. I don't feel bad for him. I feel bad for the people living on the street that are addicted to it. Yeah, and in a sense, they had they probably had the opportunity to get help, but they don't. He had the money to go to rehab. 
I he had he had the support group behind right. him to go to rehab. I mean, I, I get what you're saying, definitely. Coming as as coming from um, a family where literally every adult do, did drugs. Yeah, and it's it's sad. A death is sad. Yeah. A drug addicted death is sad. I mean, if my sister wasn't in prison right now, she'd probably be dead. Yeah, she did heroin and meth. Yeah, injected both. Now, it's it's sad regardless, but I think. I just I don't feel bad for people that could help themselves yeah. and don't, and so it's a hard thing to break. Sure, I mean, it's, it's it's hard to even go. It's to the rehab. hardest thing there is yeah. really you can sure. possibly do to because it's not just a physical; it's a mental. It's yeah. both. Mental. You mental is some people don't have the mental fortitude. It's not even that. It's God, your head can. It's the hardest thing there is. Yeah, I, I mean that what. What your body could your body can almost do fucking anything. Yeah. If your head is there. And I've I've never I've never gone through addiction, but I've I've seen it up close. Right. And I can just I can tell that if their if their mindset was just tweaked, they could overcome it. it but they think they can't not overcome everybody it. ever gets that tweak. No. Like some no. people do get it. Like yeah. my mom, she got it. Yeah. You know, there's a big, I think, I'm not an expert, but I think there's a big difference between, as far as on your body, co- cocaine and heroin. Yeah. I think it affects you very differently. Yeah, two completely Right, drugs. so, you know, my mom said she just got tired of living that way. Yeah. Because you're not living, you're just literally lasting. You're, yeah. you're, that's your life. You're surviving on an hourly your, basis. Your job is just get more money to do more drugs. It's just like a continuous... Mm-hmm. It, it's just... Not, it's, she just got tired of it. Prison didn't change it for her and she did a, time, a lot of time. Yeah. It was... It just got fucking old, man. Yeah. I know. You know Jordan Peterson talks about addiction. I know. You know who he is. I know who he is, but what is... What's Jordan Peterson's experience? Think... Well, he's he's a he's a psychologist. I know, but, and a what, psychologist. but has he? I think experiences. Sure, but he the way he kind of hits the nail on the head talking about feeding the addiction. How the reason why people with addictive personalities are more likely to be liars is because they'll do anything for the drug. Absolutely. And when they get the drug, it it's like reassuring that the way they got the drug was to lie. Yeah. And so it teaches them lying's good. And he's like, it's the same thing when you take a rat and you give them a little bit of cocaine and if they do one thing, they get shocked. And if they do another thing, they don't, they're going to start doing another thing. I mean, I think probably, you know, both of my parents Which were addicts. They all, he also, they did a study at Stanford saying that if you take rats that are addicted to cocaine and you surround them with rats that are not addicted to cocaine and you make cocaine readily available to them, they won't use it. I believe that. You it's put it's, them in a social setting. Right. They, it's they who you're around. They don't feel like they need it. You got to expose yourself to the right thing. Yeah. And you have to want to change though too. Yeah. Like you have to realize you got a problem. Yeah. If you're in denial, yeah, you're never going to change. No. I mean, I've had, is- I've had addiction issues. Yeah. Not with substances, not with drugs. But I've had an addictive personality. Well, your mom. I was addicted to your mom, Zach. When she was in Georgia, she was a bigger lady, so... I don't discriminate. Okay. So I had an addiction to your mom. I couldn't stop. And then I realized 
You know what, Sean? I'd probably let you date my mom. <laughs> she dates such fucking douchebags. I'd be like, you know what, You just Sean, gotta be like, you gotta be like, this is, this is really, deter- this is really fucking my life. This is yeah. gonna cause, this has caused me to, to lose things. Yeah. That are, yeah. you know. So then it's like, it clicks and a lot of times, you know, if, 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 if it involves people, it's probably too late. But at least you're on the right path now. Yeah, that's kind of how I look at it. And with addiction and depression and anxiety, mm-hmm. I've had anxiety since I was probably ten years old. I've never really gone through anxiety. I, I, there's a difference between depression and anxiety. For sure, for sure. So, depression is you don't care basically, mm-hmm. and anxiety is you care too much. Yeah. And since when I was when I was a little kid, I didn't have either. I I was fine. Strangers didn't make me nervous. Like I had no problems. But when I was around ten, I don't. I can't put my my finger on exactly what caused it. But I developed the worst anxiety, and I still have it to this day. Yeah. It's not as it's it's. But now I know I have it. I never I never really knew I had it till maybe a year ago, or two years ago. But it's a real thing. Yeah. And what makes it worse and better, what makes it worse if, if you're if you're doing things and keeping your mind occupied and staying busy and you have goals, that's the best medicine for it. Yeah. Depression and anxiety. Yeah. Now I, I I think I I think it's everyone's true. went through like temporary depression on certain things, like maybe for like a month sure. yeah. or two. But you know you have it, have it when it's years. Yeah. I, you know, and people that just sit around and do nothing and just they're taking all this medis- medicine for it. I think that makes it worse. I think it makes you, you, it's a crutch. It definitely makes yeah. it worse. You can't, when I then, then you miss you miss a day and your life's fucked. Well, you, you, that medicine's you, fucking scary. You crutch on it so hard. That, that shit's scary. Yeah. That shit will fuck with your head. Yeah. I know my mom used to suffer with anxiety and panic attacks so bad she wouldn't leave the house. Yeah. And she would, she would like, she couldn't go to the grocery store. So she would have to have her friends go grocery shopping for I her. I think maybe I've had less than five, like, serious, actual panic attacks. She, she was like this for, like, two years. Right. And then she was, I, I asked her one day, I was like, what, what happened? Like, you were... You, she, she's a grown woman. She couldn't leave the house. She, she gets so scared. Sometimes it's hard to say exactly what's caused it. She would get so scared at the grocery store. She'd shit herself. Like she would, she just panic. That's like bad. Yeah, she was bad. And she would, I think it happened one time and then she, she would freak out about it. She's like, I don't want to shit my pants. I can't go to the store. Right. And so, and it's, it's actually very location specific when you get that bad. Well, I mean, I would assume she had an experience. Well, that. I, that caught that caused that. Yeah, I've I've learned that from what I've seen, anxiety is is there's a rational fear taken out of proportion. Absolutely. So you're you're scared of of you're scared of getting on a plane because what if you have a heart attack? No one's there to help you. Right. And so you're scared of that, and that I, makes your heart race, and you're like, my heart's racing. I'm gonna have a heart attack. I'm gonna die. No one can help me. I'm gonna look like an idiot having a heart I attack. I think mine was developed from my interactions with people when I was a kid. Yeah. When I moved, to, when I was seven, before I moved, I never had a problem. 
Yeah. Never. I was. A, I had. I used to perform at the age of six stand up comedy in front of the fucking class at lunch. Like I had no problem with anxiety. Yeah. And then when I was about eight, nine years old, I was because I was so different. Yeah. And it just, I just developed it. It's like I overcompensate. It's like, well, I'm this different. I just better just completely just the least interaction I have, the better. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think that's what caused it. My experiences when I was a kid. Yeah. It very well could. I, I you know. I don't man. think anyone has the same reason for this. No, same thing. but it, it, it seriously affects it. I mean, it affects it's. I've had, I've, I mean, it's bad. It can be bad. I mean, it feels like, it feels like you're almost on fire. Like, it's like, whatever makes you uncomfortable, it's like, it's like you're being like, forced down to the ground by gravity, or it's just, you just feel like you're on fire, basically. Like, when I took that time off from the gym, in the middle of the year, Mm -hmm. when I tried to go back, for a week straight, I went to the gym and I couldn't get out of the car. I sat there in the parking lot. Really? Because I saw these people I didn't know going to the gym. It it I sounds funny. We, we kind of smirk at it, but that's a real thing. You no, know? it is a real thing. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of funny because yeah. it's like... Because looking at you now, it's like, really? You couldn't get out of the car? No, but, but it, I really couldn't. Yeah. It was like my body was shut down. Yeah. I used to cannot... I missed a lot of school because of anxiety. Yeah. If I, and it was, and my, my other bad habits would make it even worse. Like when you're not prepared, when you're a procrastinator, the anxiety almost causes you to not be prepared and procrastinate, but it also causes the anxiety as well. Yeah. So it's like a circle that I, that I was in for what fucking 15 years and I'm still in it, Yeah. but it's much better. And I didn't even need a therapist to learn all this. When was the last time you've been to the therapist? It's been a while. It's been a while. Do you need to go? No, I I don't think so. Feel good? Well, it's not. You never like need to go. It's just like a. I think people need to go. Oh, now you think people need to go? I don't think I need to go. (laughs) I think therapists have their place in life. I don't think now. I I just get a mirror and I just talk to myself. That's what I do. And then I, uh, I talk to myself. Then like, I'll talk to the other people that are there that aren't really there. Yeah. And I actually discovered I've, I am actually. Crazy. I pray. I talk. I talk shit out with God, and then I just whatever my gut instinct. That's is. That's what my grandma and mom always they would say. Like when I was really having problems. Are you? Are you? No. You're not. No. They. My grandma, and mom, pray about it. I'm like, my mom would be like, I know you're not into it, but you know, I'm like the advice but I've I I've, mean I grew up in church but I have always been skeptical I never bought in I'm, ever. I'm skeptical of of scripture and I'm skeptical of what people's take on scripture is but I'll tell you what if I say what I, I want to say every Christian probably gonna stop listening to this and I'm okay with let me, that let but, me finish real quick before you break the internet I mean <laughs> one time I was so broke and I was I was, I had a kid on the way, I'm broke as shit, I don't have, I don't have a dollar to my name, and I was at work, and it was like a Tuesday, and I didn't get paid till not that Friday, but the Friday, I've been there, and, not with a kid though, I didn't have, I didn't have 
lunch money. I had no food at home, nothing. And I, I was actually at work probably 20 minutes early. And I was like, why? I, I just, I just broke. I, I prayed in the car right. and I was like, God, I need something. I need help. I need you to show me something. I need to find $20 on the ground, right? I forget all about it. I'm halfway through a work day. This guy comes. He picks up his car. He loves it. He pulls out $500 and gives it to Jesus. me. Jesus. That, that right, I, dude, I went to my car, and I swear to God, I almost teared up. <laughs> I would have teared. I would have like, I was like, Andy, I'll be right back. I, I would have cried. I would have freaked out. And I... And it it got us through. And so I think I don't think God is like right. this person up there that I I think if you're on the right path, things seem to always, things have always seemed to work out for me. Yeah. I agree. Like even maybe not that day, but I always somehow seem to get through anything. But I agree, but I don't think it's I I think if you just have the right attitude, I think it's about attitude. Yeah, but I don't I don't look at God as like this almighty higher power being, right? Because it's not a being. It's just it's almost like the universe. I think of it as the universe. I think it's attitude and like energy. Yeah, and that's so. Here's my problem with Christianity, everybody. Here's specifically Christianity. We can go into all the other religions if you want. You're telling me Uh that God zapped two people down here Uh like he was playing a fucking video game. Uh And that's how everything started. So I think there is a religious way of explaining things and a scientific way of explaining things. But science is real. Sure. But in in the Bible, you can't explain the things through Scripture because no one was there. Right. So it's it's he says here's what I think the Bible is. But when when specifically your case when when there was boom there was Earth and two people on it. Right. Well, it was boom there was Earth and two people on it, as in the Big Bang. So I think God doesn't science says. I don't think God snaps his fingers and shit happens. It's a way to explain. He he causes things to. He sets the ball in motion for things to happen. So, but I think the Bible is a is a giant allegory. Do you know what allegory means? Roughly, it like represents. They use different things to represent things that happen. Like the book Animal Farm is a representation of the Soviet Union in the beginning. Where they use animals on a fucking farm. I think the Bible is that, yep. but for humanity. Well, the thing is, no one was no one was around when right. that happened. A and lot of the things that happened in the and Bible, Eve never wrote it down. Right. So it's it's a story passed down. A lot of the things that happened in the Bible, they basically they can almost scientifically prove, or it's strong evidence that says mm-hmm. these things might actually happen. Like the Red Sea at one part, at one. Um, might have actually parted before. Yeah. Well, and, they they found soldiers right in the Red Sea, and they're explaining. You know, the Bible is kind of explained in like a fancy, but they're trying to. It's explain. almost like a mystical way of explaining right. science. It's like what an allegory is, basically. Yeah. So, like you know, um, with the flood, it might have happened. They they say they think a flood actually happened. Yeah. Well, you know, their way of proving that is that the Earth has gone through ice ages right. and through. Um, Hotter times. Yeah, hotter times. I guess that's what we we'll call, call it. That. And right now we're actually coming out of an ice age. That's why our ice is melting. Right. It's not 
typically. I I think that humans have vastly sped up the process. Sure, but it we we for the past for the past two thousand years we've been coming out of an ice age. So it's not a it's not a human thing. We sped it but up. We've been, but I think we've extremely sped, we sped it up, it up by up. a lot. But I don't think we were meant to have ice there forever. Maybe not. But humans have undoubtedly sped it up, in my opinion. If you think that humans have have no impact on the earth, then you're a fucking are. retard. But I don't think what we've done is irreversible. I don't know. I'm not. A, I, because I, the, I earth been, the earth has been the earth has been hotter. And it's been a lot colder. I think we're doing a lot of we've done a lot of fucked up shit to it though sure. in the past hundred sure. years. But I think we'll die before the Earth does. Yeah, well, I'm, I hope we're not. I hope I, I know I won't be around. No. So you don't really want. There's to, no way it's gonna happen in right. the next twenty years. So uh, well, I, I plan on being here longer than twenty years. I know you're gonna get your all time world record total and then die at twenty four. So yeah. So my plan's a little different. Yeah. Kind of long term goal. I you know planning long term just isn't my thing because I procrastinate. So if I, I plan if I plan long term, yeah. I'm gonna be 39 when I'm about to die at 40. I'm like, like I got a lot of shit. See, to that's do. like one of the good things about I guess the way I think is I'm I know that a year from now I might think something completely different than I think now. And yeah. when I was like 20, 21, 19, whatever. Yeah, your mindset changes a lot. It's like, I'll never. I, I always said, I'll never be a fucking power lifter. I used to fucking have tantrums about it. I'll never do that shit. Never. I will always be a bodybuilder. Yeah. Completely different now two years later. Completely different. Yeah. Or just all just... It's just crazy how you can change. You know, I'll never, you know, whatever. There's some things that are pretty fixed, I think. But there's a lot of things. It's just never say never, you know? Yeah. You know, I know you always said I'll never be in a homosexual relationship. But then you might. Uh, Yeah, well. You might, though. Zach, very strongly against <laughs> homosexuality. You're against it? I'm against it. You think it's I, wrong? I don't. No, no. I should. I, I should. You're against that. it for yourself? Yes. Okay. Yes. I don't. You're not if, attracted to men. That's the end of the no. story. And if if you want to do that, right? Leave me out. I feel the same way. Leave me out. Like I'm not attracted my to aunt, men. My aunt's gay. Your sister. My sister's transgender. But she is. Whatever. Um, I, I don't. I won't. I won't go out in the streets and ride against it. Right. I, but I won't advocate for it. I think if they want to get married, I advocate they as far as well that you are advocating for because. But I, I only think that because I think I think states should be one hundred percent out of marriage. I think the government should not even be able to regulate it. I mean, I, I think when you file taxes, think, you shouldn't even have to say you're married. Right. I don't. Why the fuck does it matter who you get married to? I. That's. Like marriage, marriage is a bond between you and whoever you believe so in. So when I was like a year and a, like two years, like my whole life almost until mm-hmm. past year, I always thought marriage was like, I could give a fuck less if I were getting married. Nowadays, it's not that nobody, special. Nobody fucking stays married. Well, here's the thing. Like my grandma married and divorced three times. My mom never married. Yeah. Five kids. Okay, like marriage in my immediate family, my grandfather, I think 
He he once said he got married on a Friday. He got to know the girl over the weekend and divorced on Monday. Like marriage was a joke. Yeah. And I kind of had that same mindset. Like, and I don't. I I think it's sad that that's the case. But that's right. the case. I always had it where like it, marriage does it. Like I don't need marriage to tell me. No, you do. But like really, like the reason I said that is because I had some some sort of like insecurity in my head that I didn't know I had. And well, people get now married. I, I believe it is a, it's a big fucking deal. Yeah. Well, people get married now. Not even you'll you'll see two atheists get married, and it's like, what are you getting married for? Because marriage started as a bond between you two and God. But well, no, but I mean, reason, marriage has been God, around before Christianity. Well, it, I didn't say Christianity. I said you and God. So all hey, God. Whatever. I mean, but, but when you when you get married now, you're doing it for tax cuts. Tax benefits. Right. I mean, uh, I would only get married to somebody reasons. that I truly believe I was going to be with forever. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I, I now I view it completely different than I did a year and a half ago. Yeah. Because I was a but fuck sticky. I was a fuck stick. I think if, I think if two guys want to get married. I don't give a fuck. Get married. Let them. What about if, if it, what about if they wanted to adopt a child? I don't, I don't see a reason that they would be bad parents. Right. I... I do believe that you need a feminine and a masculine role model. Not to be... I don't think you have to have it. No, and I think... It works I th- best if you do. But it, that's how it's supposed to be. What? And I think you can find... I didn't have a male role model till Me either. I found... till eighth grade. My male role models and mine was were not even people I knew. Yeah, mine was a coach. I mean, I knew some of it, but a lot of them were like famous people. Yeah. That I never met, still haven't met. Ronnie Coleman mean, is probably means more to me than my own father does. I, you know what? I don't even like Ronnie Coleman that much, but I agree. My father, I like my, but as a, my father's a great guy. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But as far as like impact on my life, yeah. The way the way I look at it is, if you're gonna give someone credit for the bad, you gotta give them credit for the good. Right. So, my dad has not done much good for me. He's done a lot of bad, but the good he has done is he's he's shown me what not to do. Right. He's shown me how to treat women because I know not to do what he did. Not to do what he did. Do not do what he did. And I just so I give him credit for that. Yeah. And um well like my grandfather was kind of the same way. He was a, a womanizer. Yeah. And he died he like his whole life he never really changed. Yeah. Like he just always had these problems, and he never got to the point where he was like, "I need to change." You know, I'm, I'm a miserable fucking person. Yeah, he never did that. That's how he died. It happens, and it's like I don't want to be that. No. When he died, it really helped me. Like, but I, not at the time, but like within a year, I was like, I don't want to be like, I don't want to be seven, eighty years old and die like that. I think, I think people are so able to form their their own opinions now that I don't think. Whether you're a bad person or a good person, I don't think you're going to... If you're a bad person, I don't know that you will show your child to be a bad person. No, I, I, think, I think good and bad is in everybody. Yeah, and I think I think growing up, you can you can make your own judgment. And you, right. can, you can deter between good and bad. That's like, like, I don't know if anyone's ever went back and looked at like the evilest people. I'm like, how'd the children end up? I think usually they end up kind of decent. If you look at um, like Bin Laden's son, well, Stalin's parent, Stalin's mother was, was corrupt as fuck. Well, no, well, 
Stalin's son actually died during World War Two. Stalin's mother. His son, though, yeah. he got captured, and the Germans were like, "Hey, you want your son back?" Stalin told him to go fuck themselves, and he died. Stalin was a hardcore motherfucker. Yeah. People like for some reason, it's kind of like funny how like people glorify him. Yeah. That man killed way more people than Hitler did out of out of out of tyranny in the name of tyranny, basically. Yeah. I guess because he was on the winning side, though, you know? I mean, Stalin was, like, one of the worst people in the history of the world. Why Why do you think that is that Hitler... I, If you only read college or high school textbooks, you'd think Hitler was the worst person alive. Or, you know, in the day. Right. And you would, in his head, he rationalized what he did. Yeah. Now, so did Stalin. Now, I, I heard someone say this, and I don't know who it was, but they, they were, like, almost trying to justify... They... They almost called Jews. They called Jews like a nuisance over in Germany. He said they would, they would, they would go over there and they would financially fuck up the whole economics. They were, they were cheapskates. They, they're still cheapskates. <laughs> this is where. So here's one of the things that's that. So Hitler, Hitler was an artist. Was he? He was an artist, and he actually got rejected from art school. And the people that ran the art school were Jews. That's why he did this. So that's one of the reasons people think he kind of always held that against them. Because there was a time where Hitler associated and interacted with Jews before World War One, mm-hmm. And they were his friends. He had friends that were Jews. Yeah. Hitler had Jews in his lineage, in yeah. his blood. But I think he rode the, the Jewish thing... To, to power. He, he might not even truly believed it. Yeah. Like, oh, it's almost like tr- some of the shit Trump says. Like, he, he says he he's jumped on what's popular and he's wrote it. Like, those, it's very... Hitler and Trump, there's a lot of fucking similarities. It's scary. I don't like to say that. That's true, though. But... It's, sure. Like, these rallies, you can... It's amazing how... What a how you can get a seemingly normal person riled up and what they'll do when they're riled up that would you think would be so out of character? Well, yeah, especially when you get them in a group. Exactly, That's for sure. Mob mentality. Yeah. You, there was a, at a Trump rally. There was this old nice man who was flicking off like NBC or CNN, mm-hmm. and then like six months later, he apologized to the reporter. He's like, "I'm sorry, I did that." But at, in the moment, he was all riled up. The thing is, when you're when you're in a mob, you can do maximum amount of damage and suffer minimal consequences. Yeah, I mean, you can get all riled up. It's like that's, that's like lives. that's like people speaking tongues and getting crazy at church. Those people are just so fucking riled up. Like when Black Lives Matter rallied in Atlanta because Trump was elected, and they started throwing chairs and shit through Starbucks and Fifth Third Bank windows. Yeah, you know those two companies supported Hillary. They were on the same side, but they were rallying so hard, they're like, fuck this business. Right. And they started hurting the business that was on their fucking side. Some people don't think. Yeah. Mob mentality is pretty scary. Yeah. I mean, so that's kind of that. Looks like you wrote a lot down there. We didn't, we didn't discuss. Um, Did we get it? How, as far as drugs and powerlifting go, do you think they're a necessity? It's 
like it's like so like natural bodybuilding and and it's regular big, open bodybuilding. Difference. I mean, but it's undebatable. I think to. But for powerlifting, it's hard to say because the top of powerlifting is. I mean, you. I think it's not a necessity if you want to if you want to find out what your human potential is. Your human potential is. I don't think you should take them. If you want to find out what the human potential is, I think you should. Some examples would be like Dennis Cornelius. Sure, he's strong as fuck. I think he's natural. completely natural. I believe it. I say Ray, Ray. I say Ray, Ray Williams is too. Right. And that Luke guy, who's twenty three. Right. He's definitely. You can tell just by his build that there's he's not obvious signs that. Yeah. And he's, he's incredibly strong. Right. And very very few unnatural like guys. If they were if they were taking steroids, you really think they'd be that much stronger? I just doubt it. I doubt it. I don't know. From a scientific per- perspective, they, they yes, should be a little. They would at least. be. They would be stronger. Right. Their body but, would be at a superficial level. But for like bodybuilding, for example, if Phil Heath was natural, he'd be a hundred pounds less. He wouldn't be Mister Olympia. No. Dennis Cornelius could win the Kern. He he could. It'd be a long shot, but yeah, he he's, could. He's there. I mean, he he placed pretty yeah. good. He could win natural or unnatural. While Phil Heath has the best genetics, say for example, Phil Heath, I think they're more. They you need them more in bodybuilding. Yeah, okay. I agree with you there. I think in powerlifting, if you're not, if you're not genetically superior, and I don't like to say that, but if you're not Larry Wheels and you're not Dennis Cornelius, well, well here's Larry Wheels. He's been taking shit since he was 14, 15 years old. Yeah, but I don't know. It's a hard one. It is hard. I, I look at Ronnie Coleman, his genetics. I don't want to say they're not a necessity because we take them. Yeah. But I, I want to, it's been done without them. It sure has. It's been done without them. So I don't think I would be where I am without them. I wouldn't, I'm not saying I'd be. I, I don't think I would off. be either, but my path would be very, my path would have been much different. Yeah. I think I, I think I would be injured less. I think you'd I be agree. injured less. Oh, absolutely. So who knows? muscle and if, you're, and if you're healthier longer, yeah. who knows you might be stronger. Like I haven't been able to consistently train in squats for four years. Yeah, so you there's no what, telling. What if I was able to train four years straight? Yeah. There's I, there's no telling. So that's probably one of the hardest questions in powerlifting. Is it a necessity? I no, don't think you, it's a necessity. You don't need it to powerlift. But I think when people you, are real natural and they are at the top. I find it to be very. I find it. It adds kind of more impressiveness, in my opinion. Absolutely. But then again, you got to take steroids for what they are, and they're not a miracle drug. No. You, you're not going to get a hundred pounds off of them. No, I don't think so. And you're not, not in a year at least. No. I think. I think there's, from when you're on them to when you're off of them. There is on, a difference. On, obviously. But on average, I think there's a 35 to 50 pound difference. I think if you're on them and your your bench max is 5, I think if you were to stop taking them, I don't think you would go down to a 405 bench. I don't think you'd drop 100 pounds. If you're at a 405 bench and you started taking them, I think you maybe, after 6 months, might hit 
425. Yeah, I was going to say 430. I know a guy that honestly thinks he benched 500 if he took steroids. He just joined the Army, didn't he? No. Oh. This guy benches in like 425 range. Okay. But he thinks he'd bench 500 easy if he took steroids. He's talking about me. No. <laughs> His He trains for hours and hours and hours. No intensity. He thinks that if he just took steroids... It would be, it would add all this to his bench. I, you know, I, I hope he's thoroughly disappointed. When I can honestly like say, I almost think I've done maximally, like as far as just sheer brute work and force that I can possibly do, and I'm broken because of it. Yeah. Like you can't. It's not more is not the fucking answer when, when it comes to less strength. Is more. Yeah, that's I'm that's what I'm really excited about the way I've changed my training. I I still I'm gonna get the mental satisfaction of going heavy and sending mm-hmm. PRs, but the volume just I I and I still think I'll maintain the muscle I have now. Yeah, because I'll be honest, I haven't been training back, you know. Yeah, and I have I've I've been into these heavy shrugs lately for for back. I've never I've, been a I I've, I've I haven't done a lot of shrugs in my life. My traps just kind of came. I I almost don't do it for traps. I almost kind of focus on pulling back. Right. And it's it's like rear lat. When I used to do, before I hurt my hip, I used to love bent over barbell rows. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I got yeah. up to where I could do like 365 when I was like 19 for reps. Oh, and I've been doing four, 405 for since 8. Well, I was 19. Well, I'm 20, so. And I was... Almost still natural. Oh, almost still natural. <laughs> what does that mean? TRT? And I weighed like 220. Oh. Um, yeah. but that, I basically did start with TRT when I started. Like, I started very conservatively. I People see. now, their first cycles, 1,000 megs of test, 400 trend, got an oral to kickstart it. Mm-hmm. You're a fucking retard. Yeah. You're, you're asking to die. My first, yeah. my first, my first day was two fifty test. Yeah, it was my two fifty test, and I think. And then for the first three weeks, I also took one fifty master week. That was my first. Cycle. I never, I never, I just did straight test. I did test E two fifty a week, and then I did, um, I did three hundred. I did a hundred megs, uh, three days a week of test P to build it up in my system. Test, test prop, yeah. Yeah. That's, I For the first three weeks. That's what I did. Start with that and then switch right. to Right. Well, I did, did the E at the same time, but I let it build up. And yeah. then after three weeks, I just did 250E. Yeah. But that test P had me, my legs so swollen. And it, I, I almost, I couldn't walk for like the first two weeks. You did quad injections? Oh, yeah. That's why. I've always done quads. Really? Yeah, always. Yeah. And it was so bad, <laughs> I couldn't walk. <laughs> but I felt like mentally, the way it affected me, it flipped the switch in my head. Like now, yeah. you're a superhuman. You're you can on train, steroids. right? You can train, and it just allowed for for a couple of years. It worked. Yeah, it's that's how I feel when I take. I'm like every Monday and Friday, I'm right. fucking superhuman. And anyway. I mean, yeah, so it's like for two years I was able to literally just sheer mass volume of work. Yep. But after a while, it beats you the fuck up. It doesn't work anymore, and you got to change yeah. the way you train. Yeah. I don't know how Ronnie ex- Coleman did it. I'm excited. So anytime I've gone up to twelve or fifteen hundred tests a week, 
it's always been just E, just 15 test E, and that sucks. Never done that much. So, but this time I have, it's, I don't even know, I don't even, I forgot the, the dosages, but it's E, Prop, um, like a- Sip, and Sustanon, or Suspend. Suspension? Probably suspension. Because Sustanon is a blend itself. Okay, so it's not that. So it's suspension. So this is like a custom blend. So it's four It's four different types of tests mixed in. It's test 500 right. per cc. So take that three times a week. You have to because of the problem. Yeah. But I'm excited to see how it works. Um, I've heard I've heard different things about different types of tests right. mixed together. So Two times a week is my max. What do you mean? As far as injection, oh. I hate it. I was injecting every day I for hate 24 it. When weeks. I did bodybuilding, yeah, you have to. I had to do that shit. I got used to it, to be honest with you. But now, it's more than twice a week. Fuck that. I literally, I would literally not do something if I had to do it more than twice. Like, if they said, you cannot be a powerlifter if you, if you, if you have to eject more than twice a week, I'd be like, I guess I'm not doing it. Not doing powerlifting, man. Yeah. I'll go do fucking CrossFit and be the biggest motherfucker there because... When I was doing trend, I... When I was... <clears throat> three times a week when I was doing it with Test and Max... Why do you think trend has this magical aura about it? I'll be honest. It's four times more androgenic? Is that what it is? Or anabolic? Probably anabolic. Anabolic? And it's more androgenic as well. Now, some people... It's the strongest thing you can buy. Right. And I think that's why it's... I don't think it's living up to its name right My now. trend, or my body and trend get along very well. I'll just be honest with you. I'd say my body gets along better than most, but... That's how I feel. I, I mean, I was running 0.5 a day for extended amounts but of time. But it does like 20 have weeks. some bad side effects. Sure. And I've only noticed, like, the, the only bad ones I had is, like, maybe three times out of taking it. I was up at night. I couldn't sleep. Right. And that could have been because I had... Strong pre-workout later in the night. Yeah. Um, sometimes I would I couldn't breathe. You know I'd I'd be out of breath just like just sitting there. Just, just I feel like a lot of that too might be just lack of cardio exercise. Yeah. It just exacerbates it. Um. And I I wasn't. You ever get trend cough? Bad. I almost died before. I was. I almost I was puke, died. I was I, I have thrown up because it was so bad. I threw up three. It's only the most recent time, though. Really? When I when I've done it other times, I've, I was at the point where if I if I was shooting with test and mass, I'd do glute, and um, I'd be fine because yeah. it was a mixture, and you know I'd be like <clears throat> sometimes, but if I was doing just trend, I did glute like ninety percent of the time. I was hitting. I would pull it back. I'd aspirate. Nothing. Right. Shoot it in. As soon as I pull it out, I'm on the floor. I almost, almost I, called the police. I told, like, almost called the paramedic. I, I had my girlfriend. I said, "Call nine one one." Because and I, I have was puking on the kitchen floor yeah, at fucking six thirty in the morning. I've thrown up because I coughed so much, and um, she didn't call. I st- I looked up the reason for that, but I forgot. I had to do so. <clears throat> it's actually what it's made out. What the trend is made out of. When it hits your blood, it's poison. So your body tries to get it out. It's alcohol. Right. So when your body tries to get it out, it hits your lungs, and your it actually goes from your blood to your lungs and out of your lungs. So you cough it out. Right. And that's pretty much the reason. Wonderful. Yeah. That's so, like doing a little poison in the morning. Yeah, so that that really gets your heart rate up in the morning. Wakes you the fuck <laughs> up. I'll tell you that. I could. I that would. Fuck that. So. 
I, I was getting it 90% of the time. So I switched to quad and nothing. I never once got trend cough in my quad. So I stuck with it. Yeah. Um, what about its shoulders and shoulder injections? I've never done anywhere but quad. Anywhere. I've done sh- shoulders before. I just feel like I this, think the muscles the bone too is small. Right there. It, right. I was worried about that. Like the first time I did it, my legs. I thought I was gonna hit my my. I, I hit Troy hit bone in his quad, and he had a massive hematoma God for like damn. he couldn't squat. He couldn't bend his leg. It was huge. Well, his legs look look huge, but when you're short. It really is deceiving to the eye. Well, it looked like it looked like he had a baseball God, under. Yeah, his I've skin. never done that, but I honestly think like there's a lot of there's a nerve that runs down your. We're gonna wrap this discussion up. I think it's been a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, the one yet. We're trying to have some. All of our guests keep canceling because I guess we're not cool enough yet. They got better shit to do. Uh, one day we'll be famous and blow up, and then they'll be like. Please, can I be on your show? No, motherfuckers, you cannot. <laughs> because you, you, we remember. Yeah. The North remembers. We hold grudges. We hold grudges. So, you know who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Don't call them out because we might have them later. <laughs> <laughs> they might be on next yeah. week. But, um... <sighs> thanks for listening, guys. I would say who we're supposed to have on tomorrow, but she might fucking cancel. Yeah. So, I'm not it's even going to say anything. So. Um... If you are have made it to the end of this and you DM me on Instagram with the code word pumpkin spice, God. I repeat, the code word is pumpkin spice. Is Talib exempt from this? Talib is exempt and so is Josh. <laughs> Y'all are exempt. <laughs> you listen um, too much. If you DM me with the code word pumpkin spice... You will win a free pre-workout, a free protein, a free BCA, and a slot on this show. Wow. Do they get a bench program? And you will have the combined knowledge of Zach and I. We guarantee you'll get a 405 bench. Yeah. How you'll do it? I don't fucking know. We're not going to tell you, but you'll get there somehow. So DM me the word pumpkin spice. And we'll get that we'll get that going, you know. I don't think anyone's probably gonna DM me pumpkin spice because probably only ten people are gonna listen to this. Did anyone DM you last time? Yes, they did. To leave it in Josh. Leave it, Josh. <laughs> so we made it very clear you're exempt. You are, but it, but I still want to know if you made it to this. Yeah. I bet Talib will be the first one to message me. Yeah. Talib, I, I see Talib comment on girls' <laughs> pictures, and I'm just like, Talib, you go for it, man. <laughs> he's a go-getter, man. He, he, shoots, he shoots his shot like he's an old Spanish warship with 88 cannons. You know, he doesn't <laughs> hold back. So I like, you know, I think Talib's going to be all right. Yeah. He's going to find him somebody one day. He needs to. Uh, an Iraqi princess. Iraqi. A, a Babylonian princess. Um, all right, guys. Thank you for listening, and goodbye.